Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, a, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey there, everybody. It's the Rich Eisen podcast. Coming to you from our Culver City studios, fresh back from New York City, where we just shot the Rich Eisen holiday special with the quartet of stars of Anchorman 2 in theaters near you right now. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, and David Koechner all together uh, in one room uh, on a set that Chris Law put together in the cafeteria of the National Football League main office in Midtown Manhattan, totally reconfigured half of the huddle cafeteria in uh, in new york city and you could see um the wildness that ensued um on christmas eve night at ten thirty p.m eastern time after chris brockman is done putting it together in the edit room good to see you chris law rich that was one of the f- more fun things i've ever done in my life and, that was uh, awesome and chris brockman good to see you hey welcome back guys Fantastic job! Just going through all the footage, like the set looked like a real set. I didn't even know it was the cafeteria. It was incredible. It looked fantastic. Well, it was incredible well, because it was four hours removed from people having paninis in that room. Yeah, and and it, so at two o'clock people were having paninis. At six o'clock, uh, Farrell and Keckner and Carell and Rudd are mic'd up and sitting down in comfy chairs. We, we built a set. Yeah. Um, shout out to our, our director of photography. You did a great job, Jason Thompson and Dave, and then obviously Chris Vasallo at the league headquarters yeah. was a huge help. Along with others. And here's what was really crazy about it. Um, you know, actually, let's talk about that uh, coming up. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end with, with uh, one of our guests who is in Anchorman 2 on this show, James Marsden. Nice. Who plays Jack Lime. Jack Lime. <laughs> the, the, the hairdo, blow-dried um, Anchorman that it plays Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy's nemesis. Yes. And Anchorman 2. He's here. Joe Manganiello, the... Uh, uh, True Blood star. He's got a book out, correct? I believe he's got a book out. We'll talk about that with with uh, a workout or workout program he's got um, to talk about with Joe Manganiello, um, who comes back in. Uh, I think this will be his third appearance on this show. Got a lot of offers to greet these two guys outside. From I know. People. <laughs> a lot of, I'm bringing a lot of eye in. candy. They're like, it's oh, true. if you need any help ushering these guys to the studio, I'm bringing in a lot of eye candy. It's funny. The females never want to just come in and hang out when it's just us. I know. I know. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. Funny how that works. I know, but we'll see how many line up here when they know that Manganello and Marsden in studio uh, on the show. And Dennis Miller is going to call in uh, in his, uh, I guess, now regular monthly spot. Love it. He will be calling in. Um, but I, I want to get to week 
15, and now the fact that there's week 16 coming up, the penultimate week of the regular season. It has flown by. Before we get there, Rich, how do you feel about no Thursday? Are you, are you breathing a sigh oh, of relief? Breathing. It's great. I mean, I, I do miss it. It's right. great. And, of course. And we, we're, we're putting this out on Thursday of this week as opposed to a regular Tuesday spot for a couple reasons. One, we were in New York Monday shooting the, uh, the holiday special and flying yep. back Tuesday. I got stuck an extra day. You did. Weather. Yeah, the weather was pretty bad in New York on Tuesday. Um, but because uh, I, there's no Thursday night football, the, right. the rest of the weekend is free. Normally I'm somewhere in the United States getting set to uh, host a pre, post, and halftime show. But, I, I you know, being no. off a plane is not bad. No walk and talk, though. No walk and talk, but I'll, I, I might be I, – I could get up and do it here in the studio. It doesn't have the same oomph. Well, I'm sure you, you'll get on some rant where you'll be standing <laughs> later on. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know if there is one in me right now. Um, right now, if you look at the playoff standings – Boy, are they something. There is only one team that has clinched a playoff spot in the NFC. Isn't that incredible? Because you take a look at the NFC and the teams there, there are four – Ten win teams in the NFC. Four. And Arizona has nine. And Arizona has nine, and on the outside looking in. In the AFC, there are three ten win teams and two nine win teams. And the only team that has got eight wins in the AFC that is in the playoffs right now is the defending world champs, the Baltimore Ravens, thanks to Justin Tucker's monster Monday night performance. Did you see, I know we're not supposed to talk about other fantasy leagues, but did you see Matthew Berry? Because I don't see tweets like this yeah. from our guys. Matthew Berry tweeted out that according to his stats of ESPN.com's mm-hmm. fantasy leagues, 11,000 leagues were won or lost. On the 61-yarder? On the 61-yarder. Holy cow. 11,000 league games Can you imagine if that's on that how website you lost? was won or lost. By the 61-yarder, the final points to be scored of the week and final points to be scored of a fantasy week. And, and it's funny because that only counted for five points because no one allots for a 60-yard field well, goal. Well, in, in my league, we don't, but I added it. Oh, you did? Yes. A I post mean, add? Yes. Is that within the Well, at the real time. I'm the commissioner of the Fishmonger League. And, you know, so you gave someone six points I for gave that? them, yeah, and I would, they were going against me. They were going against me. Noble gesture. They were going Isaac. against me in a two-week playoffs. That goes in to a, fantasy court, a midseason point in change. In two-week playoffs, I went ahead, and this was two weeks ago. He had Prater. Oh, when he hit the 63. 64. Or 64, the, the, sorry. The, I went against the guy who had the longest field goal in the history of the league. Against yeah, me. Against me. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, how do you not? give six points for that right and i went and checked i i i went and um asked i, I emailed drew christensen of nfl network research when was the last 60 yard field goal in the nfl and he said it was jay feely two years before i went back in the archives of my league to see <laughs> if we gave jay feely six points and if we gave him six points, I was going to give this guy an extra point against me. And if we didn't, I wouldn't give him just to be consistent. Right. Because yeah. you have to make these rules prior to the season. Of course. Feely was unowned oh. when he hit that 60-plus yard field goal. And so I went ahead and did not – I went ahead and gave him the extra point. 
Now, you sit there and go, oh, you know, a good sportsmanship, whatever. And what does it mean anyway, right? It's a two-week-long playoff. Sure. I lost week one by 19 points. Even and, 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 and the reason why I did that is I overthought stuff. Right. Jordan Cameron of Cleveland was going against New England. Right, you played. I'm not going to go. I I played. I played Dennis Pitta. Right, and you played fresh and you played, back, and you played Dalton. I played Andy Dalton instead though? of Luck. Remember, I said weeks ago that yeah, I'm going to yeah. ride him out, and I decided I can't. I went Dalton against Luck instead of Luck against Dalton. Who had a good game also? Both of them, but Luck had a better game, game. Well, so I lost seven points there. And Pitta to Cameron, I lost 13 points there. That's the 20. So instead of being up one, I'm down 19. Well, you mentioned that 11,000 number. After the Eagles-Lions uh, game in the snow, I, I hit up our uh, fantasy guys upstairs, and I asked them to look up how many leagues lost because of Zach Ertz, or I'm sorry, Selleck sliding and not going in on on um, the Nick Foles touchdown pass where right. he just killed the clock. Right. And uh, Nick Foles, people that own Nick Foles and played him, 12.5% of leagues lost and were eliminated from the playoffs. And they don't give – we don't – give specific numbers and stuff other than percentages but can you imagine right. if that's how you lost because right. someone pulled a brian westbrook or slid before it happens the end zone? it happens so instead of being like i said up one i'm down 19 but instead of being down 18 i'm down 19 because i gave the guy the extra point cut to this past week oh yeah i saw your score cut to this past week guess what the final score was my opponent at 197 i had 197 we tied he showed me his phone on Monday night Dead. after the game. Tie after two weeks. Guess who moves on? The higher seed? That would be me. That's how I won my and fantasy And because you gave Tucker playoff. the extra point. Well, no, it was Prater the week before. Oh. I gave the Prater. The, otherwise, I would have won by one. You would have won by one, yeah. Unbelievable. Matt, what if you would have lost by one? How much would you be kicking yourself? You know what? When you're the commissioner, you gotta you gotta make the tough. Uh, you wow. gotta make. The, I, I've That's learned awesome. from RG one. Yeah, I see how RG one operates the NFL. The goods, I'm the, the, goods. The, the goods, goods, the goods, the goods, which is who referred to <laughs> it started Roger out as, as the goods. Keckner yeah. did it first, and, and, then, then, Will and then Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell called Roger in. referred to. Does that make the final cut? The goods, the goods makes the final. Fantastic. Cut. Well, at any rate, we're gonna talk all more all about this fantasy, and that is fair, right? The higher seed, move sure. on. Yeah, absolutely. Regular season. Some, some leagues do bench points. Uh, bench points. That's is, a tough thing. We'll talk about it with Marsden because he's a huge fantasy player. That's, that's coming up. Um, but Seattle is the only team that has clinched the NFC, a, a playoff spot in the NFC remarkably, right? This week, it is absolutely on. I mean, it is 100% absolutely on with Carolina taking on New Orleans, with New Orleans having lost to the Rams last week, which, which as you know, you, you called it. Yeah. somebody saw that one coming. You're that, right. was, that would be yours truly. You're right. Lone wolf that. Okay. Um, thanks to that, that opens the door for Carolina. If Carolina wins this week at home against New Orleans, it is in first place in the NFC South and a two-seed. A two-seed with a final home game against... They're against, in week 17, the Carolina Panthers, thanks to this very slow computer, uh, they're against they're at Atlanta, which is at San Francisco this week in a crucial game because San Francisco is 10-4. and four. If Carolina loses and New Orleans moves forward, New Orleans would clinch a playoff spot. 
Carolina could potentially fall to the sixth seed, and then Arizona would tie Carolina in total wins but still need some help. And the reason why Arizona needs some help is because every single one of their losses is in conference, 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> They are in conference, which is a brutal tiebreak. You take a look at the conference records of New Orleans, Carolina, and San Francisco. That's 8-2 and two, and then 7-3 and three, and 7-3 and three respectively. What do you make of – there's been a lot of talk, it seems, the past two weeks of expanding the playoffs. That's coming, I think. You think? Do you, what do I you do. think of that? I'm not a fan of it. Neither is it just I. one team in each conference? I don't know what the rule's going to be because if it is one team in each conference, then what is the bye week about? Yeah. Then there's only one bye week? And only, if it's one team in each conference, that means 14 of the 32 make it. Because like, that's why the NBA playoffs – And if you expand it by two in each conference, then half right, the league would make the playoffs. And it, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big, I'm I'm not in favor of. This but here's you know here's why I think it's going to happen, and it's not definite. It's definitely not definite. But if the league expands the television package, I believe a playoff game would go with it. Here's a and and therefore you've got to expand the playoffs. It, it, what about the issue though of, with the CBA because players' salaries are on are for the regular season I don't know. and then they get a set check. They're, they're basically playing for a fracture fraction of what they're uh, I've also just play for. I've also just fallen asleep when I hear the word CBA. It it puts me to sleep. It's like an ambient. Yeah. Well, I mean it Collective plays into it, it also it also just gets my skin crawling because it just it just reminds me of of the lockout days and I can't handle yeah. that. I'm still I'm still scarred. But the winner of the New Orleans Saints Carolina Panthers game gets a playoff spot. Period. It's not the South yet, but it is a playoff spot. The Niners beat Atlanta. They are in the playoffs. If Arizona loses in Seattle, which appears to be likely, let's put it that way. Russell Wilson undefeated at home in his career. He has yet to lose a home game since becoming a professional. He also didn't lose a home game in his senior year in Wisconsin. Correct. I believe NC State was the last place, the last locale where he lost a home game. Yep. So if Arizona loses in Seattle, let's just say that there happens. The following happens. If Seattle beats Arizona. Seattle clinches the NFC West and home field throughout. The 12th man will be the home field advantage for the NFC road to New Jersey. If New Orleans, uh, if Seattle beats Arizona, clinches home field throughout and the NFC West, it also clinches a playoff spot for New Orleans, regardless of what Carolina does to New Orleans in that game. It also clinches a playoff spot for San Francisco on the spot. For both of those teams, it would clinch three scenarios. That one Seattle over Arizona game uh, victory, which everybody is expecting. It doesn't clinch anything for, for the Panthers. It would if it's combined with a San Francisco loss at home against Atlanta on what is most likely going to be the final game in the history of Candlestick Park. That's unlikely, with Atlanta being as hobbled and obviously being as uh, uh, troubled as it has been. Yeah, That's the NFC playoff picture. The Philadelphia Eagles game against Chicago that NBC flexed into a couple of weeks ago, flexing out of New England at Baltimore for this game. This is interesting because it means nothing to Philadelphia. 
it means nothing to Philly. The reason for that is because if Dallas loses, if Dallas loses earlier in the day in Washington. Which is likely. Okay. That means that Philadelphia would just need to win next week in order to win the NFC East. But it also, here's the thing. People are saying it means nothing to Philadelphia, this game. I disagree. Because if Philadelphia, if Dallas loses early today, Philly can clinch the NFC East right on the spot that night at home. As opposed to having to go to Dallas. But if Dallas wins, then it means nothing. Then it truly does mean nothing. Isn't there still potential, though, for Philly to get a, a, a wild card spot? It with it with, if if let's say the 49ers and and or the Panthers only way here's the only way that Philadelphia could could get a playoff spot this week. It's the NFC East division. They can't clinch just a regular playoff spot. Yeah. The reason for that is because the two regular playoff spots are going to go to whoever loses the NFC South and the yeah. NFC West. That's it. Because Seattle is going to clinch the division, and. Whoever wins the NFC South is going to clinch the division, and the other, the loser is going to make it. So two teams are not going to make it out of the NFC East, and that was essentially clinched when both Philadelphia and Dallas lost this week in mind-blowing fashion. With the two Mats, Castle and Asiata, of the Minnesota Vikings, torching the Eagles, whose defense I picked up I know. in the league that I tied 197 to 197. They must have got you negative Negative points, right? five. Yeah. Which was so bad every on Monday time, night. Every time, you, every time I was watching Minnesota go down the field, I'm just thinking about you and how negative you were five. so pumped up to have the Eagle defense. Think about all the crazy stuff that happened for me to exactly tie. And there were no decimal points. We don't do the decimal points. And then Dallas, the way it lost. Stephen Jones telling Michael Silver, our, our, our NFL media insider, one of the top five toughest losses of the of Jones family in the twenty uh, what now twenty five years that they've owned. I wonder the team. what that list looks like. Did yeah, you see Demarco the rage on Demarco Murray's face after they audibled out of the run to the pass and the interception happened? Yep. Whew. I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised that that happened. In in fact, I did tweet it out after the interception got overturned. I said, "Don't worry, Packer fans." Tony Romo will throw a much cleaner interception Incredible later on. Incredible that it happens every time. Every time. In December. In the biggest it's, possible moment. If they go 8-8 eight eight again this year and miss it all, it's... Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think this. it's a winnable game for them in Washington this week, but with Kirk Cousins... They're going to lose. There's, obviously running this team better offensively than RG3 did this year, which helps the Shanahan case right. here. Whatever's going on in D.C., and, and I'm even thinking about picking up Kirk Cousins and playing him in my finals over Dalton. Wow. Why not? Why not? Matt, Fl- I mean, everybody is running up and down like crazy on this Dallas. McCown threw for over 400 yards. Flynn looked yeah, like. No, it's true. McCown and Flynn looked like Bart Starr <laughs> and Roger Staubach. You know? So it's interesting because of the way that Dallas when Dallas lost and Philadelphia lost, that threw out the window any chance of two NFC East teams making it. And the Bears now, the NFC North, the NFC North, thanks to Justin Tucker's leg, Tony Romo's pick, right? I mean, the Lions should be running away with that division. And but- Jay Cutler's return 
which did not look very good in the first half of that game in Cleveland. It looked like, oh, my Lord, Tressman was going to get roasted on an open fire because Jay Frost was nipping at his nose. When he threw that interception in the first quarter, it was like, here we go. And then the fumble return on the Bennett fumble for Cleveland, two defensive touchdowns. Here we go again. Here we go. But Cutler started spreading it around. He did his thing. He found Jeffrey. Yep. Which a lot of people were wondering would he would he do that, forgetting the fact that Alshon Jeffrey's first two hundred yard game this year was with Cutler at the controls of the offense. Everyone sort of conveniently forgot that when Tressman returned to Cutler this week, and when Brandon Marshall was wearing a Jay Cutler T shirt. So it worked out, and the Bears now, the Chicago Bears. I mean, talk about the Lions here. Uh, the The first year that they sweep the Bears. Since Stafford's drafting, the last quarterback to sweep the Bears, I believe, was John Kitna in 2007. Kitna, man. Okay. Check who their quarterback in 2007. Yeah. I believe it was John Kitna. And Roy Williams was their, was their oh, wide Kittner receiver. Was rocking the number three Roy jersey, Williams. Right? That was the last time that they swept the Bears. Because the next year they went 0-16 and drafted Stafford. John Kitna, yes. 16 touchdown passes. Think about that. The Lions finally sweep the Bears. They split with Green Bay. They were 6-3. and three, Causing us on NFL Game Day morning to ask, what must happen for the Lions to lose the NFC North? <laughs> Since then, they have gone 1-4. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Is that our fault? Did we jinx them? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. Stafford just hasn't been oh, the been guy terrible. that we've seen in the first half oh, of the season. What happened? Megatron dropped a couple of... I mean, it's all sort Indians. of gone downhill. And now the Lions are in third place in their division, eighth in conf- ninth in conference below 7-6-1 Green Bay. <laughs> and and the, the collarbone scan watch is still on in Wisconsin. Not medically cleared yet as of Thursday. He's going against Pittsburgh this week, and then the season finale against the Chicago Bears team that broke his collarbone. That could be for the entire NFC North. Think about that. Chicago. Let's say Chicago beats Philadelphia, which I think it will, by the way. Really? I do. I do. I did not like what I saw out of the Eagles this past week. Oh. And the Bears are catching fire. Briggs may be back. They're going to get some reinforcements. I like the way they're playing. Let's say Chicago wins that game. Green Bay beats Pittsburgh at home. That means Green Bay at Chicago would be for the NFC North Championship. Even Correct if the, me if I'm wrong. What if the Lions beat the Giants? The Lions beat the Giants. They're eight and seven, which is behind the eight, six, and one Green Bay Packers and behind the nine and six Chicago Bears. But what if? Okay, so say all. So that, let's say, say Green Bay happens. finishes nine, six, and one. Detroit's best finish could be nine and seven. But what if the Bears and beat the, the beat the Packers and the Lions win their Week Seventeen game? The, the Lions have the tiebreaker over the Bears. The first do. tiebreaker is conference, correct? No, it's it's head to head. It's head to head. Head to head in then, division, and then, and then conference. I'm not right. saying the Lions are out of it. Well, they're still in it. The Lions have to win but out. But I'm though. just saying right. it would be for the NFC North. Right. Maybe not just for the two of them. It would be like if it could be that Green Bay could put Detroit into in. right, right. 
in. So, I mean, that 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 might be your Week 17 finale on NBC, but NBC may have the choice of that or Philadelphia and Dallas, well, I think depending on what happens this weekend. I think that's the, that's the ticket there. What's amazing is the past few years— I don't know. Well, hold on a minute. I, I understand Dallas and Philly, and I, I agree. You don't think that's— I'm just going to give you the case that if Chicago and Green Bay and the— that game could determine the, the the division for any one of three teams, right? Yeah. That Chicago needs to win. If Chicago needs to win and they're in, and then Green Bay needs to win, is it possible that that could be for any of three teams? No, it's not. But bottom line is is this. It's wide open. Okay, totally. wide open. That that any of you're taking a look at the ten, one through ten in the NFC. It is absolutely feasible that any of those teams make the playoffs. And interestingly enough, the one team for whom the road to the playoffs is murkiest is the nine and five Arizona Cardinals, because Dallas at seven and seven and Detroit at seven and seven. We essentially just told you how they're going to make. They they, have, they can easily win their divisions. Green Bay at seven six and one easily can win its division. Arizona can't win its division at 9-5. and five. And how they get past San Francisco and Carolina or New Orleans, they need some serious help. Yep. In the AFC, Denver, New England, and Cincinnati, your top three seeds all lost last week. I asked this of Drew Christensen, NFL Network Research as well. When was the last time the top three seeds of a conference lost this late in a season. And it spit back. The answer was 1991. Wow. 1991. When uh, in the wa- NFC. Wa- Washington. Giants. Uh, Bills Super Bowl that year. It was back in. Uh, oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. 1991. 1991. So, so, so Giants, so 4, Giants 49ers, and who? Week 17 of the 91 season, when the Redskins, Bears, and Falcons oh. each lost. Oh, Redskins had already seats. locked up home field advantage. They won the Super Bowl that year. Oh, so it was the year after. It was the 92 you, you Super Bowl, 91. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bears ended up not winning the NFC Central thanks to its loss. The Lions won the division. Scott Mitchell? And they lost in the first round against the Cowboys. Didn't cost the Bears a home game, though. The Falcons ended up not winning the NFC West thanks to the loss. The Saints won the division, but the Falcons still beat the Saints in the first round of the playoffs before losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion Redskins. But you just see, it's rare. Wow. It is rare for the top three teams in a con- I mean, Denver kicked it all off against San Diego. Right. Couldn't believe that. We talked about that in our Vince Gilligan podcast, which people should still seek out. That was- Got an incredible uh, reaction to that. Breaking Bad fans are passionate, to say the least. And then, then New England loses in Miami, despite the game coming down to the last second. I mean, you're good thing you don't have any hair, bro. Seriously, Brockman. Because between, between all the last second games this year, right? I mean, every single week this happens. You take a look at their games; they're they're down to the wire. Every last one of them. I think every single game has been seven points or less this year. Seems like, except for the the Steeler game. So if we, if we look at the last three years. Yeah, that was the only one you were in a rocking chair. The last second, Buffalo in week one had a chance to yeah, beat you. Yeah, Cleveland game. The Jets, despite all of it. Did, the, the Jets, you beat the Jets in the season opener of Thursday Night Football, 13-10, yeah, yeah. to 10, but 
I was there. It, it didn't feel like that. Well, it didn't feel like the Jets were watching. Geno Smith kept throwing it to Akeem to leave. Watching, in the second watching half. at a bar with fifty New England fans, it certainly felt tense. The Tampa Bay game, you won twenty three three. You were in a rocking chair there. Atlanta, you beat thirty to twenty three. That was a little tight. Yeah, that was a comeback. That was a comeback win. Come, comeback win. You lost in Cincinnati, which was pulling teeth. We all know New, you beat New Orleans with a second left. Lost to the Jets in overtime after the Jets tied you right. at the very end of regulation. <laughs> beat Miami 27-17 in Week 8. Eh. Week 9 was the rocking chair, the 50-burger against right. Pittsburgh. But since then. The bye week was probably tight. We all know what happened <laughs> against Carolina in the end zone at the end of that game. You beat Denver in overtime. After being down 24-0. Correct. Houston was 34-31. <laughs> Trailing 17-0, 17-7 at that point. Yeah, it hasn't been easy this year. And then... We all know what happened last week, down to the last wire, and then the week before against Cleveland. It's incredible what the Patriots season has been like. I mean, they could easily be four and incredible. Four and ten at this point. They lost to Miami, and then Cincinnati on on Sunday night just got boat raced, just got hit in the mouth and punched in the mouth. Cincinnati, another one of those teams. All of them lost, and Indianapolis won. Indianapolis won, and Indy's at Kansas City this week, which could very well be a playoff preview. But because Denver lost and Kansas City won with Jamal Charles still scoring in Oakland. I got he, I got Jamal in my fantasy league. I mean, that has opened up the NFC the AFC West again. For Den but Denver's at Houston this well, week Kansas and then City and then have, at Oakland. Denver would have to lose out Correct. and Kansas City would have to win out. Or just lose once. Just lose one, yeah. Because they'll have a better record. And then Kansas City has to win out. Denver does not have to lose out. But it's incredible. This is incredible. Indy is at Kansas City this week, and Kansas City could very well be it at Indy in two weekends from now as well. And Cincinnati now. Cincinnati has trouble in the AFC North. Cincinnati must beat Minnesota at home this week. It's just that simple. They don't want to go to Baltimore to finish up the season. No. This the, Ravens the, team is looking eerily similar to the team last year that won the Super Bowl for me. What, 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 if history tells us anything, the last three winners, two four seeds and a six seed with the Ravens, Giants, and Packers. You know who's got a big problem this week in my mind is Miami. They're, at, they're at Western New York. Where Miami Dolphin teams have gone to die With Thaddeus Lewis, many though. Decembers. Yeah, Thaddeus gets to so start. So Thaddeus, Thaddeus looked very good this just, year. I'm just saying. Is Stevie out too? Stevie's out. His uh, unfortunate no, mother know. passed away. Yeah, that's what's going on, man. I think we broke it down. Did we break it completely down? I think we confused ourselves, but I think it was awesome. By the way, did we? I hope we didn't confuse ourselves because then we definitely confused our listeners. <laughs> your two longest <laughs> winning we? streaks in uh, the NFL uh, right now, Rich. Your two longest winning streaks in the NFL, last year's Super Bowl teams, Baltimore and San Francisco, four wins each right go now. Go figure. What a season it this could be has been. a rematch been. of that What again. a season. Imagine Harbaugh Bowl part due. So half the AFC playoff spots are up for grabs with two weeks to go, and five of the six playoff spots in the NFC are up for grabs with two weeks to go. If you, if you know what's so going to happen, tweet us, because I have no idea. Week to week, Think no idea this that, season. Guys. If you could change, obviously. Three quarters of the playoff spots. You, you can't go with your grabs. original pick of Broncos and Seahawks, but if if you had to pick two teams that you didn't pick at the beginning of the season, right now, right now, Ooh, I like this who, game. Who do you think 
is going to be playing in New York at MetLife. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to it. I'm not changing it. Really? Really? I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna say rematch of last year. They're the two best teams right now. You it's incredible. Baltimore is the two best teams. Do you think Baltimore is really I, I, I the best team in the AFC Pitta right now? I mean, let's not go would, knee would, jerk week to week here. That's what the, this league is. Yeah, that's what the league. <laughs> let's not do that. Because if you want to do that, Denver is about to destroy Houston. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, but everyone assumes that's going to happen. So what? So, but, so what? But so what? And Welker, oh, so Welker is going to get healthy. They're going to Denver's going to finish thirteen and three. And I know I, I said that I didn't see another loss on Denver's schedule, and San Diego just whipped up on them. I get it. I understand. Come on, guys. Denver is going to go thirteen and three and sit there in the first week of January and watch everybody try and beat themselves up. And you're going to think, is it possible? Is it possible that Baltimore goes into Denver and does it to him again? Sure, it's possible. Likely, no chance. No way. No. I'm, bears, Bears, way. Bengals. Bears, Bengals. I love it. Fine. That sounds good to me. Bears? I'm staying. I'm sticking yeah. to it. I've said Denver and Seattle at the beginning of the year. I'm looking like a genius, but I two think. Two one seeds never, it never <laughs> plays out I predicted Peyton Manning is the MVP beginning of the year. Yeah, he did. That is spot on. Didn't I say Drew Brees was going to win the passing title? Probably. Who I'll has tell, the most I, passing I yards? I still think Russell Wilson should be MVP, but that's another debate. I think he should definitely get votes for that. You're right. Who's got the most passing yards? Um, I'm looking up your, tell uh, me. your REP page. Yeah, tell me. Tell me who's got the most passing yards. Please. Uh, Please. Who is the most passing yards? It's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has has a three hundred yard, uh, three hundred eleven yard lead on Peyton Man- on Drew Brees. Yeah, you had Drew Brees as your passing. By the champ. way, had you stuck with the funny bit of taking LaShawn McCoy, you'd be oh, looking, I would be, I you'd would be, be looking great. I would be with a hundred and twenty two yard lead on Adrian Peterson. Even with Adrian Peterson missing a game, by the way, think about that. <laughs> All right, uh, Dennis Miller is on the phone with Joe Manganello and James Marsden to follow. Returning to the Rich Eisen podcast, a man you hear coast to coast on the Dennis Miller radio show, the man himself, Dennis Miller. How are you, Dennis? Ricardo, just let me do a football-themed joke right up front. What do you got? Obviously the worst rollout of the year, Obamacare, but Romo to his left, a close second. <laughs> <laughs> they need to work on that website. <laughs> Just a little bit, and Tony needs to work on that, rolling out to his left and throwing, throwing for the seat. I mean, it's incredible how Tony Romo, it, it's, it's he's a, a cool guy. He is, man. he, he is. gag a little. He is, and, and, and it just seems to, the, the, the narrative seems to find him. Yeah, I mean, he finds him there. Listen, you can both simultaneously think that Tony Romo is a hell fellow well met, a great guy and a great quarterback, and also that... That pass he threw out into the flat last year, and that thing he he throws some. Either you want to call him ill advised, or he gags a little. I, I I think those you can juggle those two thoughts. This whole thing now, I'm watching him on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated, like it's uh, verboten to say that Tony Tony Romo's got some issues with crunch time. You can you can both can exist in your head. You know he he does. Where do you stand on the Jerry Jones of it all, uh, Dennis? I know you, I know you met the man obviously uh, when you were doing Monday Night Football, and everybody seems to think that he should just hand the keys to the grocery shopping store over to a higher general manager professional, but he owns the team, 
And he basically said, even if I did hire a general manager, he just said that this week, even if I did hire a general manager, I'm going to still ask him about every single player that we have and why that this person should be signed, and I'm signing the check, so why don't just cut out the middleman? Um, you could tell Jerry that he'll never wear, win again during his lifetime, and he might win if he abdicates, and he wouldn't abdicate. I, you know it's a massive ego. He's an all right guy. I've had some fun with Jerry. He's pleasant. I like his wife. Um, he's horrible in that draft room. He overpays. Hubris has taken over. The team plays tighter than his forehead, quite frankly, in big games. And, uh, you know, I, I, once again, I think it's simultaneous. You could say, when I've been with Jerry Johns, he's okay. But am I pissed off that to go over 100,000 seats, I saw an old guy from Michigan when the Super Bowl was there talking about how his tickets were rendered inoperative because mm-hmm. Jones tried to throw up a few triage seats at the end of the game to get it up over 100,000 for the Circus Maximus effect, and then they had to take the stands down because they weren't approved by the code. And the old guy said, what am I doing? I just came all the way down here. These seats don't exist. Am I able to get pissed off at Jerry Jones about stupid stuff like that and say that he's crummy in the draft room and feel Felix Jones wasn't the next Barry Sanders. Yeah, all that stuff can exist simultaneously. Hmm. Uh, I, we haven't spoken since the Tomlin two-step on uh, on Thanksgiving mm. night. Um, what, what did you think went Sean, through his head on that one? Just shows that it just shows that being a human is a tricky proposition. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. it really does because I think he's a fine, fine man, and I think he knew what he was doing there. And it'll just show you that. Uh, let ye cast the first stone. You know, I mean, we all screw up. He screwed up there. I, I don't believe the thing about I would never, ever do that. I think he did that. Uh, he can get mad at me for saying that, but I think he did that. And I also think, you know, like I've often said, I think he's a great guy, great coach. I admire him immensely. That, not a very admirable moment. But who doesn't have those in their day-to-day? We're all, we're all stumbling around in the dark, brother, trying to get it into the barn and not embarrass ourselves. And yet here we are in Week 16 after that start, and he still has the Steelers in this thing, yeah. which is what you, you know s- what? I, I, you I saw that the coming. to tell you because I didn't want to hang up. I haven't watched in two weeks, and I feel good. I'm, I'm just not watching anymore. It doesn't uh, – when I left the Steelers – I thought they were out, but they're in still. Uh, I'm obviously I see headlines. It's not like I'm a Trappist monk for God's right. sakes, but I haven't watched a game in two and a half weeks. I know. So um, when you when you were in the booth, Dennis, mm-hmm. when you were in the booth, which which, which um, coach impressed you the most? Were you part of those? Um, yeah, those, sure. Those pre- I liked a lot of them. I thought uh, Marty Schottenheimer was a lovely cat, a sweet guy. Um, and listen, once again, uh, you know, Marty never brought it home, but, you know, he was a good, a good rough guy. I dug talking to him. I dug Coughlin. I still have a photo here from Tom. It says, thanks for cutting through all the bullshit. <laughs> it's what he signed? Yeah, um... that's what he signed. It's beautiful. So uh, I've never beaten with him and Tony. Big <laughs> Tony, the offensive lineman. Why am I blanking on his name? Vaselli. Yeah. We met at some like amusement park. Right. It was one of the funniest interviews ever because Vaselli. You know, it was like watching Larry Gelbart sit with Sid Caesar. Larry Gelbart's a genius, but when he's with Sid, he's got to take the co-pilot role. Yes. It was like that, but so he's like seven foot eight, 790 pounds, and he's sitting there next to Tom, and I can see that he's scared of him. I can see that Tom digs it. So uh, I was impressed by him. Belichick I loved. He always made me laugh. I have a couple letters from Belichick that he sent me. Oh, it, you know, and he's much funnier and uh, less taciturn than they give him credit for. But my feeling is he always thought if I do 
this at the very first press conference if I actually talk and act like I'm engaged and then have to do it every time. So I'm just going to go in. And he looks like Lloyd Booker after the North Koreans took the Pueblo reading a note against his will, you know. But that, that makes me laugh. I liked a lot of the coaches we met. There were a couple guys who were pains in the butt, but prima donnas. But guess what? I, I assume a few of them uh, disliked me, too. Gruden always made me laugh. Monty Kiffin was a sweet guy. And I, I think Monty Kiffin made me like, uh, I, you know, nobody would talk to me for a while there. And in my second year, I noticed people were talking to me. And I, I asked, I think it was Martz, what somebody said, Monty said, you're a good guy. So there you go. So Belichick wrote you, what did, what did, what did Bill? He just wrote me a couple notes that made me laugh, you know, uh, after we talked. Because I always found him, uh, you know, listen, there are things I'm not going to speak out of school sure. about that league. Because, you know, it's an insider's game. I, wa- I was inside for a while, and I'm not going to be one of those kids to tell guys. But you know, Rich, God, you're, you're the... You're in the center of it all. There's so much that goes on in that league on a weekly basis that's absolutely hilarious. But the league is such a PC place right now that you can't even you can't even tell the true tale of the NFL. But he sent me a note about something funny. Gruden. I've seen Gruden in one of the most incongruous situations. Once again, I would never reveal. But uh, a meeting with Al Locasell was just so Al Locasell. For God's sake, Al Locasell is out. Like he's spitting those rotted chiclet teeth out. He's like four eight coming at me like the Tasmanian double god. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how hearing you mention. So Gruden was a Raider. Yeah. And Coughlin was a Jaguar. Yeah. Back in that time. Yeah. And See, Tom has gone on. Listen, he's he's in the hall. But, I agree. You know, at some point, I don't know that you begin to fall on deaf ears. Do I think Tom's done? No, but look at Andy, right? I mean, Andy splits the Eagles where they know his. Oh, they're hearing him like Charlie Brown's parents in the background, right? He goes over to the Chiefs and they're rolling. It's the same with Tom. I, I, I think you go in eventually and you, you, you're doing your cha cha and they don't hear it anymore. But you're, you're right about Belichick, though, is that everybody says that he is. Uh, got a, a sharp personality and a sense of humor, and and uh, and and then you see his press conferences. The, the, there are some that should be in the uh, in the, in the broadcasting hall of fame. Well, as far as I'm concerned, some of those questions is so crazy. My kid showed me a question last night. Which, it wasn't the same sport, but mm-hmm. it, it, let's face facts. You're sitting there. You're standing at your locker nude. You got eight guys around you who are on six freebie hot dogs from before the game. <laughs> they're in bad corduroy jackets with patches on the elbows. And they think that they're, uh, you know, uh, they think that they're God's gift to to writing in the world. And they ask the most inane questions. Have you seen the YouTube clip of Russell Westbrook when the guy says, "Did uh, you lose this game tonight, or did they win it?" And he goes off on the reporter. Yeah, I have not seen that. Oh, no, you got to Google Russell Westbrook, and uh, it, it's just the funniest thing. And that happens so much. Half the guys. That's what I love about the Mannings. I can guarantee you, Peyton, especially Peyton, because he's got a bit of a sly sense. He's got a real sly sense of humor. The beauty of him standing there and playing that game, doing that cha 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 with reporters asking stupid questions, is its own form of brilliance, isn't it? And did, Belichick has that too. Did you see uh, Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy interview Peyton Manning? No. Did, did you see that? He did that for ESPN, and he talked about how Peyton Manning should wear a mustache like Ron Burgundy, yeah. and and how he said that Peyton without a mustache, his face looks like a succulent baby lamb. <laughs> 
<laughs> is what welfare is. Now, to my way of thinking, the whole thing would be more entertaining if we stopped treating it like the Warren Commission report on a weekly basis and stopping things down and seeing if it's perfect. And You know, the NFL lost me when I just noticed every great play they tried to overturn. Mm-hmm. It's like everything I was watching, I thought, my God, they're going to stop again here. Touchdowns, out about everything. They thought, let's find a way to see if we can overturn this. And I thought, I got to get out. It would make me laugh more if it was like, uh, like I said, uh, Zimmerman walking through Jack London Park with Ken Stabler reading plaques about self reaffirmation to him. <laughs> Snakes in his throat, Oh, man. You're the best, Dennis. I always appreciate it when you call in. All right, brother. Well, and, I hope I can still come on. I, I, and, you anytime. know, listen, it's just uh, Dennis. It's osmotic. What is it, that word, osmosis? It's osmotic football. It'll be in my head. And no doubt, my kids, when they want to watch a playoff game, I'll be watching it again. I'm not vegan about this. But it just, I love the game so much, Rich, that it's driven me a little crazy. No, right I understand now. what you're saying about parsing everything. And, and, you know, and I think I mentioned this to you on your radio show that baseball is about to go yeah. through this defenseless receiver uh, I ruling. I mean, listen, I, you know, when I think of the Buster Posey thing, obviously I think, God, I wish that didn't happen. But I don't know, where do you go next, next Rich? I guess it's double plays. And I grew up on Billy Mazeroski, and he would hang in at second, and he had hands. Man, he was a deflector. He didn't even, he didn't even fully palm the ball when he put it on the first base. Mm-hmm. And I love the double play. And I guarantee you somewhere somebody's going to get lit up in a double play, and then the same people started talking about the catcher collisions are going to go there. It's creeping. It's it's sort of like PC safety creep in the world, and I don't know that the world is essentially a PC and non or safe place. No, I know. I, I listen. Like I said, I, I totally I totally hear you, and and I, I I look forward to the next time you come on. We'll have you back on during the playoffs. All right, and I'll probably guess what? I'll probably be cheating by then and watching. <laughs> you're not because you're not vegan about it. I'm I love not, that. Baby, I love the game. It's just they drove me. <laughs> Barack Roger drove me crazy. <laughs> All right, brother. Merry Christmas. Same to you. That's Dennis Miller. Please go see him at uh, Dover Downs, Delaware on January the 17th. He will also be at the Orleans in Las Vegas, Nevada on February 7th and 8th. And as I told you guys before at the outset of the show, he's he's pulled back a little bit from watching the NFL. Yeah. Because he does not like, as he mentions, the political correctness of the game. <laughs> that That everything is stopped down. That everything is parsed. The, the rule changes, uh, I don't know which game specifically caused him to just say, I'm tapping out. I'm just trying I'm to catch my out on the after game. that because he, he's a mile a minute. That, that's incredible. Uh, did you get the? Uh, did yeah, you get some of the references? Yeah, down? you know, a lot Probably. of them were, I would expect everyone to know, like the Warren Commission, sure. things like that. But Rapid fire. I, I had to look up Lloyd Buecher. Yeah, so did I. Was he the, was he the most recent... Uh, um, the the elderly gentleman who was captured by the North Koreans, or was that another? Uh... Uh, he he was a commander and a navy officer who was okay. uh, the USS Pablo. He was captured in 1968 by fantastic. the North Koreans. It, it, I, I didn't know that was fantastic. And he mentioned a Larry Bogart. I don't know if this is the same guy, but no, is... no, Larry Gelbart. Oh, Gelbart. Larry Gelbart oh, is is okay. one of the greatest comedy writers of oh, our gotcha. of of our. Of our country, I miss hard because Larry Bogart <laughs> was a critic of the nuclear power industry. No, no, no. Larry <laughs> Gelbart. Larry <laughs> Gelbart was the crea- was the writer of Mash on oh, television. Gotcha, gotcha. Ah. Okay, okay, uh, for okay, those okay. who might know him, most popular culture. But I, I believe he was also on the the writing staff of your show of shows with Mel Brooks, right, right, right and okay. Woody Allen. Nice. And when he said Sid Caesar, you know, Larry Gelbart is truly one of the greatest 
comedy writers of all time, but when he's next to Sid Caesar, even he has to take a back seat, right. which is what he was talking about. I believe that was the Baselli. Baselli. Coughlin yeah. analogy. There was one other one. I don't know if you, you guys got it, but he said the, the Trappist monks, which I had no idea what, what that Dude, was. The Trappist monks. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I, no, I did, well, Go ahead. Go ahead. Describe what the Trappist monks are. The, the, okay, well, according to... For those uh, who may not know, the It's a Roman monks. Catholic religious order of cloistered uh, contemplative monastatics who follow the rule of St. Benedict, a branch of the order of Sister... Uh, Let's yeah, just put it I this way. Pronounce. Trappist monks would not tweet about <laughs> farting on a plane. <laughs> We're like going you there? did this past week. We, ha- we have to go there. Why would you tweet something like that? Can hey. you can you call up the tweet right now, please, oh, that man. you tweeted out this week? I believe it was when you were flying out to New York for our holiday special taping. It was, yeah. You know, but what? I, I I believe so. There I am. You flew on Sunday, right? I flew Sunday. Yeah, yeah and I'm on the flight myself with GoGo, and I will explain to you my Wi-Fi situation later on when James Marsden walks in here because that's how I followed my fantasy team <laughs> okay trying to make the finals in two leagues right in the playoffs in that, two that, leagues that's the finals in both leagues and here I am because I had to fly out during the games right here I am beholden to the go-go to the Wi-Fi on this United flight. Are we going to go Albert Breer and throw the airline under the... Oh, it's going to be thrown completely under every mode of transportation <laughs> right. you okay. can think of. Right. Planes, just, trains, just automobiles, buses, whatever you want to come, tractors, got it. go-karts. If it's got wheels and if it's a mode of transportation, United's going to get thrown under PF flyer wagon. Because here we go. I mean, I'll get into it fully with Marsden <laughs> later on. Sure. But, but I was the go-go was up long enough during the flight. For me to read here, read this tweet. I read the same one, Rich. Go for I it. I read the same one. Right. So, I don't I, defend. Me, don't defend it. Just read the tweet. Okay, that awkward moment when you fart on a plane and person sitting next to you realizes it was you and not person three rows forward. Hashtag lift. Hashtag drag. This is the representative of the Rich Eisen podcast. <laughs> so this is a representative. Of the National Football League. So I Tweeting get, out to oh, his over, I hate to tell you now, Brockman, 5,000 oh, followers. Oh, no, I know. He's, he's left you a little he's bit in the dust. In the dust. Well, well here's because he he's like lowest this. common denominator. <laughs> well, here's it's the like deal. reality television. Exactly, exactly. You're a little too highbrow. I am. I'm too highbrow. You know what? Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm going to wear that crown. Well, you reply, dude, come on. That was then, what I replied, just dude, come on. Right. right? And, and then Michelle Beadle replies, it happens. She's got my back on this. Come on. <laughs> well, She's got your back. Yeah, everyone does it. You know it. No. Just admit it. No. No. Hey. No. Five hours in a cross-country cabin? What, what's a man What are do? you eating before the flight? Yeah. It was early. It was an early morning flight, so. So? Probably. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know that 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 that, that, that breakfast is 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 more apt to cause you know man, oh intestinal man. issues. You know when you're waiting what? somewhere. Okay, were you on the aisle, middle, or window? Uh, I was on the aisle. So, I so poor bastard in the window. Jesus, <laughs> couldn't even crack it pretty easily. <laughs> Gosh, and done it. you know, yeah, whatever. So yeah, the Trappist monk wouldn't do that. Yeah, hillbilly rich, freaking hillbilly, unreal. <laughs> All right, is Manganello here? Let's get to him. Let's get to him. Joe Manganello. pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, the star of True Blood. He has a new book out called Evolution, the cutting-edge guide to breaking down mental walls and building the body you've always wanted. Joe Manganello returning. Hello, my friend. To the show. Good to see Good you again. Good seeing you. How's everything? 
Great and busy and crazy. You're, you are everywhere selling this book. Trying to be everywhere at once. But by the way, it works. <laughs> Seriously, the only people who are, who, are, who are everywhere more are the Anchorman 2 cast right now. Right? And, and, then, and then there's you. I'm kind of you, drafting off of them, I think. I see you on the soup. You're on the soup with Adam Scott, right? Yeah. You saw that? Yeah, super fun. Joel McHale is a Joel, former great dude. college tight end. Of the University of Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's a huge Seahawks fan. You know, monster Seahawks fan. Sea, well, the Seahawks are monsters this year. Those they guys are. are beastie. They are. And your Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive. A heartbeat still exists. Mathematically, yes. At there's, six and eight. There's like a 10-page sheet underneath <laughs> what it would take for them to make the playoffs. It actually, I do have uh, something along those lines. <laughs> are you going to read it right now? Would you like me to? Ex- I, I would love to hear this. Okay, here yes. we go. Okay. Because, because. Carry uh, the two over. It's like, no, a, here's, it's like here's an the honors thing. advanced calculus class. Like your, your, your mission is to figure out how you're the gonna, Steelers you're can gonna lo- the You're going to love this because it was uh, one of our researchers was asked by one of our by one of our um, coordinating producers over and over again about how this is possible. Okay. And the reason why is because the coordinating producer is a Cincinnati Bengal fan who I think out of <laughs> sheer hate fear. Just well it could be fear. fear. It could fear. be fear, <laughs> fear. But just sheer hate wants to know how in the world is the Steel- how in the world are the Steelers still alive at six and eight? He's still upset about the Carson Palmer game. So here it is. Here's the question. It was asked by one of our coordinating producers. How are the Steelers still alive? If they go 8-8, eight and eight, that means the Dolphins and Ravens have to lose their last two games to tie them, and then the Dolphins have a better record. So here we go. You ready, ready for this? Dolphins ready. have a better record in conference. Okay. Step one of the wild card rules is to apply division tiebreaker to teams in the same divisions. So although we know that the Jets are eliminated, that they could also finish 8-8 eight and eight and pass the Dolphins in the AFC East. So if the Dolphins lose out and the Jets win out, both teams would finish eight and eight. The Dolphins would be two and three in the AFC East. The Jets would be three and three in the AFC East because the Dolphins have a lower divisional rank than the Jets. They get knocked out. That's how the Steelers get rid of the Dolphins by a team that's already eliminated, eliminating that team. So that's step one. Okay. The Steelers and Ravens now. If the Ravens lose out and the Steelers win out, the Steelers and Ravens finish with the same record. They split their head-to-head meetings. Mm-hmm. It would mean they go to a divisional record. The Steelers would be 4-2. and two. Ravens would be 3-3 three and three in the AFC North. Ravens are kicked out. Mm-hmm. That leaves only the Steelers, Chargers, and Jets. Since we need to find the only scenario where the Steelers make the playoffs, the Chargers lose out. That leaves the Jets and the Steelers in the tiebreaker. Head to head. Steelers beat the Jets tiebreaker. Yep. They're in. That is so you're what you're saying you need. there's a chance. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like dumb and dumber. Completely. We're saying Completely. there's a chance. You need the Dolphins to lose out. Yeah. The Jets to win out. That may be your toughest one That's, right there. Yeah, we need to send them some PEDs in a <laughs> nice well, big fruit basket well, immediately. Can we say that? No, no. We just need to send send <laughs> them your book, Evolution, There Joe. you go. Do you have a two-week program in PED there, Joe? PED free, yes. Them? How to win out in your yeah. final two games of the NFL season. That's Chapter 10. So the Dolphins need to lose out. Jets win out. Steelers win out. Ravens lose out. Chargers lose out. Steelers are in the playoffs. The fact that we're in this position makes me... Super upset. I mean, you know, it's, what, where do you think it all went wrong, Joe? If you could peg it, where do you think it last went wrong? Last year, I think towards you know the middle of last season, we Ben was having an MVP season until he got hurt, and in the middle of last season, we went on this little run, 
And everybody started projecting they're going to be the pick. They're going to go if they keep playing like this. Ben gets hurt, goes out, chemistry goes off. All of a sudden we have, you know, three different run, running backs that fumble for a total of five fumbles in a right. game. And right. You have a lot of drop passes by a receiver who no longer plays for us and plays somewhere really warm in the <laughs> South. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had to do like this house. Clean. It was like this mental thing. It was like, why are you dropping those? Why are you fumbling? Like, what is happening? You know, we right. beat Baltimore. Baltimore won last year, and we beat them with our third-string quarterback, Charlie Batch, you know, the man. Right. So, I mean, it's just like we, we had the talent. We had the team, and people say, oh, the defense was old last year. Well, you know, we still finished number one. You know, in overall defense, you know, do, we, do you want us to be more number one? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, all the pieces were there. I, I thought there was a lot of mental error. You know, I mean, which we, shouldn't happen in a Tomlin team in that room, if you think, think about so. that, right? Yeah. So it's it's hard for me to say. I mean, I think that you know there was some, you know. There's maybe some difficulty going on as far as, you know, what what's our identity on offense? Mm-hmm. I think there, there there was a bit of that. That reeks of Todd Haley. Um, that reeks of Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger not being on the same page, which we have been talking about since the first second that Todd Haley arrived on the scene and Bruce Arians was told to leave. That is so so if if that is where everything seems to be heading again. Would you agree with that assessment? You know, uh, I think it was I think Kurt Warner, it might have been Kurt Warner that said that uh, Todd was the only guy that ever made him curse. Ah. <laughs> he likes Todd. Coming, coming from that's Kurt, that's, uh, but he, li- he really <laughs> likes Todd. I th- you know, and I've, yeah. I've had private conversations with Kurt, you okay, know, yeah. so I think he really does like Todd and, and that everybody sees how when Roethlisberger hits that back foot and gets rid of the ball in rhythm, this offense really looks good yes but ben also is a quarterback who is unlike any other and we've talked about it many times together mm-hmm. that that the play begins after he's been hit where quarterbacks for when they're hit usually that's the end it's of the, end play. the play yeah for ben it's the beginning yeah. of the play and that this offense by haley does not does not either uh want him to do that sort of um improvising or it's not built for a quarterback to do that sort of thing. Well, I think init- initially I did like the philosophy behind what Haley was trying to do, and you know, as evidenced by the, the this year, you know, Ben's played every snap, which I mean, he's injured every year with the broken foot, mm-hmm. the Haloti Nada knife hand to the face with the broken. I mean, it's like he's just battered the whole season, and this year is not that case. So there was a shift, I think, out of. Um, you know those years that where Ben is scrambling around, you know, being, you know, beaten into the ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think there, you know, that that was great. But you know, I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they're certainly showing signs. You know, I mean, sure, certainly that that Detroit game they played well. I mean, we they blew the the Bengals out of the water. They just keep bit the crap out of the Bengals. They blew them. I mean, so you know, there, there's flashes of them playing up to potential. It's just you know the beginning of this year that four game stretch. It's like you know, you know you lose to the Vikings in the fashion that they did oh, in you, London. The way we lost to the Bengals the first time around. I mean, it was like come on. That you know? Raiders lost too. That Raiders lost. There were some. They they should have left Swisham out in <laughs> Oakland. He Sean Swisham. He just the Raiders have always say, given the Steelers trouble. The Raiders though. Are so out there too. They're like Miami to the Patriots. No doubt. Like, the Raiders are like our, you know, Achilles heel, you know. Certainly out there, too. So what do you think? I just asked this of a fellow Steeler or Pittsburgh guy, uh, Dennis Miller. What do you think happened with Tomlin on that sideline on Thanksgiving night? What do you think? 
I mean, Joe. I personally, yes, please. I think I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't. I think he was a little too far off of the sideline. I think he was, and I think he got caught. But I also think the game moves so fast. I mean, this it's so fast. I don't think that Tomlin was trying to get in the way or stand in the way of you know. I just think it was. I think it was a brain fart. Not at all. Not a little. No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, he's staring at the Jumbotron yeah. away from the action. I mean, it was bizarre, to say the least. And like I said, I mean, you it's know? like, you know, he's not trying to, you know, he's trying to jump out of the way. I, it's like I said, I, the game moves so fast. Those guys are so fast. That, you I talked mean, to Ben about that at all? Uh, I haven't talked to Ben about it. Um, like, you know, maybe he and he and Tom kind of got maybe together not, and was maybe. like, what yeah. really happened? Yeah, a chuckle <laughs> there or something. It's like know. the Immaculate Reception. I guess we'll never know. Never <laughs> know. Yeah. You know, but You'll we lose a guess. draft pick. So there you go, which I think is a little ridiculous. But, you know, that goes into my whole theory that, mm-hmm. you know, certain members that are very high up in the NFL have it in for the Steelers. Oh, come wow. on. <laughs> you know what? We've gone over this many. Th- the man who knocked on Roger Goodell's door <laughs> to tell him he was the commissioner. Exactly. That's exactly right, and he doesn't want to play favorites. You think we're ever going to host a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh? Well, we'll see. If it goes well yeah. in New York, he doesn't want to play favorites. That would be an awesome town to have the Super Bowl. It would Bowl be amazing, but they would have to swap out the turf. You couldn't play on that. Yeah, that turf is The turf is fine now. They fixed it. Did they? Yeah. It's not the way that it was a couple <laughs> years ago. Where it was, right. But it was like Pitt would chew it up and yeah. then we go in. And they play, yeah. they play the mess, Whipple but. Championships there, too. Yeah. So. so, I mean, if you're a punter, like, just you got to have your head on the swivel. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. once again, like, sorry. Dude, punters. Sorry, dude. Like, guess what? I mean, when I was in going high school, punters. high school, something went wrong. Like, I'm going for the punter, dude. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you're looking for the quarterback, the punter, or the kicker. You just want to take out one of those that dudes. That poor guy, though. Who? <laughs> I Huber? Know. Kevin Huber made me a t shirt, Speed Kills. I gave him a Punters of People 2 t-shirt last year. He made a t-shirt up blasted. for me. That looked bad, man. He did get blasted, but you got you got to look around. you got to well, look yeah, for the giant linebacker who's gunning for I mean, you. I mean, he doesn't think he's going to get hit, though, like that. It's a live play, man. i got to tell get you. Out of the way. Do you think punters should be called defenseless, or Dean Blandina called them helpless? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even call them defenseless. <laughs> he used the word helpless. Oh. Come on, man. You're on the like field. Zolt- I'm sorry. Zoltan Mesko, he, he's 6'4", 6'5", 235. These guys aren't That's tiny. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a big boy. Pat McAfee's a, a big guy, too. Yeah, I mean, there are kickers that look to put a hit on people. You yeah. know, they, you have those guys. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know? so, so Sebastian Janikowski with a couple cocktails. So <laughs> are you, he's out there looking. Do you think, what, do you, what do the Steelers need to do then? I mean, what moving do they forward, if you, if you were saying, let's just say that the, every single thing that we just mentioned does not happen, or four out of the five <laughs> things that we mentioned that needs the, to me the playoffs does not happen and they're sitting there right in the middle the of the draft proof that we just solved there's yes the calculus proof what, what do you think they where, what do they need to address offensive line where, or, or this this defense is getting long in the tooth we're gonna have to make will. some tough decisions we have some interesting contract stuff coming up you know we have a lot of salary locked up and, and a few different players i mean you know you've got um you know you've got you've got ryan clark coming you know to the end of, of, of an amazing career by the way he he It's just like you. I mean, he thinks that the league has really got it. I mean, he takes a shot every single opportunity he can take. James Harrison's career was completely changed. Ryan Clark Clark ducked his – I mean, if you look at that hit he got fined for a couple weeks ago, it's like the man ducked his head and hit shoulder. I mean, there's there's nothing – you can do. We're not just, playing flag and touch here. I guys, just spoke you know? about this in the with, again with Dennis Miller previously. Joe, baseball is about to do the same thing. 
where they say that Home with play. a defenseless a catcher is going to be dis- what is a defenseless receiver? You know, catcher yeah. is a receiver. What is the defenseless receiver? The person who's coming from third to home. Does that player have to factor in how the catcher moves? Is it going to be on the guy cr- coming into home plate to slide differently? It's coming. It's coming. You know. Yeah. And boxing, you can't hit him in the face. And, you know. I mean, like, what are we doing here? You know. I, I mean, it's just everybody Love knows. It. They knows what they know what they're getting in. You know what you're getting into. All right. So I, I interrupted you. You mentioned yeah. Ryan Clark. He's getting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think years. it's you know. I think it's you know finding a finding a safety that's going to step into the shoes and, and replace. You know, we have two unbelievable playmaking safeties in Ryan and in Troy. And mm-hmm. so I think you're going to probably find somebody, you know, like that. I mean, the Emmanuel Sanders situation is going to have to be addressed because, you know, we, we had the, you know, the Patriots' brilliant move to offer, you know, so that we had to match the offer. Right. I mean, we're going to probably have to look into a wide receiver because Cotri is, you know, we're going to have to look at Cotri as well. Even though Antonio Brown, man, They that made guy. the right choice. Man, that guy. A lot of people were wondering if he was, if that was the right choice, him over Wallace. He is. And he's such a great kid. And I, yeah. say, I say kid, which is weird because I have well, gray hair now. I can say that, you I can. guess. But, man, he's such a good guy. Like, I've hung out with him a bunch of times. When he comes through L.A., he calls me up when we go and we hang out and do stuff. And mm-hmm. he's the best. He's just great character. Like, he's, you know, that Pittsburgh guy. So yeah, um, We were just talking earlier in the show about the Patriots and how their season could be completely different if all those last-second wins sure. were losses. I mean, the Steelers... If Brown had not stepped out of bounds, I was, oh. at, I was at that game. You were there. I was at that game. Did you stick around to the very end? Yeah, me and Thomas Tull. I was in. I was, you know, Thomas from Legendary Entertainment. We sure. were uh, hanging out, and uh, you know, we got mad, and we were like, "Ah, oh, let's leave and let's get out of here." You know, we're so angry, but it's like, no, let's just finish watching. And I saw him. I saw him go down, but I also saw the ref point at the ground, and I was like, "No." It was the right call. It was. I know. It was, but I mean, you almost saw one of the greatest finishes in Steelers history. And it was an awesome day for a game. It was a blizzard. It was freezing, mm-hmm. like brutal freezing. Where do you stand on the Super Bowl being played in cold weather? It's, it's, Where do you stand on that if it's a blizzard and it's freezing and it's Super Sunday? Personally, Steelers go to the Super Bowl. I want to go to Tampa. I want to go to Miami. I want to go as a fan before, as, as a, a vacation. Fan. Yeah, okay. but. Um, you know, it's. I think it's great for football, and it's great to remind people that, you know, you. I mean, I was down there on that field that that during the Miami game. It's freeze. I mean, freezing, like brutal freezing. And these guys are out there in short sleeves, rolling around. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're reminded of how tough they are. And I think that there's something about that cold weather aspect. that's like this is a tough game. Yeah. So don't get it. You know, don't get it twisted. Yeah. So tell me about this book, Evolution. First of all, uh, Arnie is the the guy who wrote the forward. Yes. And you are. This is this is all natural on the cover. This is all natural, right there. Well, you, you're, you mean by natural? You mean like it, it is not touched. It's not everything. Not retouched. And you're and no you're, photoshopping. And, no steroids. No that. human growth hormone ever in my life. Right. Never touched it. But Arnie, I mean, so so Arnie, you know, Arnie's he's been there and he's sort of done that in a way. When you say Arnie, Rich, you mean Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. I mean, but so, so but you got Arnie to write Arnold uh, the governor. To write your forward, yeah. I see you got Soderberg uh-huh. in here as Get well. A quote, yeah. There you go, director of Magic Mike. It's incredible what kind of shape he's in. The joke on the set was he was walking CGI. 
<laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. It was a low budget movie. They didn't have the budget for CGI. What, so so you what? Had to what come is in, in really good shape? Damn man. So what is this book? What is this book about? <laughs> tell me. Tell me what people get this book right around the holiday times after they they get through all their snack and they <laughs> they could buckle down. What's this book about? Yeah. Well, it's it's about a lifestyle change. You ask anybody who's in that kind of shape, and it's not six weeks to four weeks to four hours to mm-hmm. it's you know it, it's a lifestyle and there's a lot of misinformation and, and, and bs out there in the fitness world and you know it's it's an industry that's trying to sell the magic pill and the new fangled device and the gadget and the shake weight and the whatever all that stuff is and uh, the wait fact, the shake weight does not work is what you're telling me? 12 hours a day that's how i built my physique <laughs> just a giant and your balance is way off your you know your equilibrium gets <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit whacked out driving a car with me is uh you know buckle up yeah but, look yeah. out yeah, look out. Um, no, it's, it's you know, but one of the chapters, I want to say that, that one of the chapters are the six weeks of workouts that I used to get camera ready for my first shirtless scene on True Blood. But <laughs> the rest of the book is about the mental and the psychological and the philosophical aspect of training, which is where, why most people don't achieve their goals. It's not the physical part. You know, you can, anybody can be taught to lift the weight a certain way. Right. But what keeps you from getting there. Or keeps you on the couch pointing your finger going, that guy's on roids, that guy had genetics, that guy was born that being a hater, mm-hmm. is that the mental side. So, you know, I get into a lot of that. And uh, the, you know, the philosophy that I kind of, you know, the Rosetta Stone of my entire philosophy is uh, the number 359, which I talk about in the second chapter, which I actually named my production company after, which is basically, the, you know, the guy who broke the four-minute mile. You know, that the, the mile had existed since ancient Roman times. Right. For thousands of years, no one could run it in under four minutes to the point where physicists, philosophers, theorists postulated that human evolution had a ceiling, that no one could run this in under four minutes. But in 1954, this British doctor named Roger Bannister, who was not the greatest athlete, the greatest track runner in the world, but I would say the smartest, said, you say it's impossible, but I think I can do it. And what he did was he broke the mile into four laps around a track. And he went out and found four separate runners that could each run a sub-minute lap, and he would line them up and train against them. And eventually, he got to the point where he could beat all four in a row. And then he ran it for time, and he ran a 359.4. But the amazing part about it was not only that he broke the record, but the fact that 46 days later, somebody else broke his record. Right. And within two years, all these people around the world smashed his record repeatedly. And now it's something at like 347. So the fact that for thousands of years, people said and accepted that this was impossible. This guy said, no, it's not. He took it. He broke it into smaller, digestible pieces, this impossible task, broke it down and just concentrated on attacking each piece one after another. That's my entire philosophy. You know, I didn't plan on writing a fitness book. You know, the book starts on page one. It's a picture of me back in, you know, junior high football. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a basketball picture when I was 13. But shortly after that, in junior high football. We, uh, we had to line up and do dips and pull-ups, and I couldn't do one mm-hmm. of either. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that, you know, you would tell me now that I'm, uh, yeah, if you turn the next Yeah, go, I'm yeah. going. There you go. <laughs> there there you is. are. <laughs> yeah. There you are. So me, you then, to... and St. Bernard, number 34. That's it. Center. And this is you now. That's me So now. I'm sorry. So, okay. And so so... But the, the fact is, if you would have told me then that I would be sitting here, you know, writing the, you know, trying to, you know, rewriting the book of fitness with, you know, the... The blessing of, of Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. the greatest bodybuilder of all time. I would have told you you were out of your mind, but the fact was that I just concentrated on each each step, each you know each step of the road, and that even breaks down in the workouts. You know, there's a positive. You know, each rep has a positive and a negative motion. 
So if you concentrate on making that positive better than the one before, concentrate on making the negative better than before. But that's just a, that's such a mental acuity, though, Joe. That let's just put it this way. I mean, I I, I attack pieces too. I mean, on the road and uh, and it's <laughs> at right, Waffle House. Yeah, and, uh, I, I mean, seriously, it's, it's so easy when you're. On, I mean, I try when and you be say disciplined. Pieces, what are you talking about? I, uh, 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 pizza, oh, okay. uh, burgers. I mean, you know, when I'm on the 13 out of 14 weeks on the road. And you know, and you're flying on planes, and you're, you're sure. and there's the food that's there. I mean, it has to be a discipline that comes to bringing your own food and 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 focusing every step of the way, right? I mean, do you ever slip up? I mean, how does you can't? You can you can fi- you can in order to you have can that. Find, you can find that food. You can find those places. You can find those. That, that, so it's really the, that's the three fifty nine aspect of it. Is it's what just, you're saying? You know, it, if you you know, the other side of it is that. You know, you ask me, was it worth it giving up whatever what ju- was junk I was going to eat? What was what is the one thing that you give up that you gave up? That you, you sit there and you're well, you give up sugar, you give up alcohol, you give up, uh, you know, uh, you know, bread on the table. You know, I, I, always, I say in the book, I, I eat to build. So anything superfluous, you, you throw it out and you ask me, like, well, is it worth it now? Now that, you know, with this book and kind of the things that have, you know, the way my life has changed, let's say, through training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth it. You know, did I need those waffles or whatever it was? Like, not really. I, I, I had chocolate chip pancakes I, yesterday, Joe, and they were freaking <laughs> delicious. As an actor, though, <laughs> what if what if a role required you, like Christian Bale in American Hustle, put on 50 pounds? I've been acting for 20 years. So, you know, the, people, you know, the, the role on True Blood that, you know, coming up on shooting my fifth season, I mean, it's been an umbrella over my career that has dictated that I stay in that type of shape, yeah. you know. And aside from that, you've got, you know, Magic Mike. You've got, you know, these other roles that kind of fell into this kind of period of my career. Like, once again, 20-year career, we're talking like four or five years out of that, you know, that, that have been kind of dedicated to being in this type of shape because of the characters that I've played. But, you know, I mean, if, if, the, if the character doesn't necessitate that, then, then you don't necessarily But for your own, that. for how, what health means to you is the way you live your life, would you want to do a role like that where you had to put on the weight or lose an extreme well, amount? Well, hearing from some of those guys about the permanent health effects and, and the diabetes and, and things like that that some of these actors have, have, have yeah. you know, had to, you know, I mean, you, you listen to interviews with Robert De Niro and, there's a permanent health that your Tom Hanks even you know their bodies Just are permanently right. destroyed for the rest of their life now you know I mean what could I do it absolutely I mean it, it's discipline it's planning you know and, and and then you just follow those out and you wind up you know in in the spot that you want to land on but I mean do I do I like lifting yeah I, I like bodybuilding I, I like lifting I like working out I'm you know I was part athlete you know growing up so, sure you know. when when does true blood start Shooting we in? Start shooting in in January, and then uh, it'll start airing, I guess, in June. In June, yeah. Season five. Though this will be season seven. Season, this is my fifth. Your season. fifth season. Season five for you, and this is season seven yeah. for True Blood. Yeah, that'll Fantastic. be it. That'll be the final season. Wrapping it up. Yep. Tapping out. Yeah. Do you know? Do you have all the scripts right now, or no? I've got the first three. What? What, what can you? Can you give me anything? <laughs> can you? Can you tell me anything? What do you got? It's gonna be bloody. <laughs> Wait a minute. This True gonna, blood is okay. bloody. It's going to be yeah. bloody, and there's going to be a lot going on with people on people. the show. Right. And Girls. everybody, everybody's getting ready f- to strip in one way, shape, or form. And finally, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's going to pick up where it left off last year. So my character has finally started getting it on with Sookie on a yes, basis. Yes, I know, which is just a, I mean, talk about a, I, I would, I, that, that's evolution as well. <laughs> 
yeah. that, that 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 works. Giving hope to large men with beards everywhere. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, I need to. I need to grow a beard then. <laughs> I can uh, put you in touch with Brett Kiesel. Can, can you do? Yeah, touch. I mean Kiesel. I mean that's impressive. That was one of the best with, with the with the snow game too. I how can't was, believe how it was stuck on his face and. I can't believe how how fast his beard grows. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. How, what, how long did it take for this one that you have? Right this is now? like this is like maybe it's like, like a, a, a month. It's a month. Five weeks, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I one time um, went on vacation for ten days and then did Sports Center, um, and they they have a rule there. They're sort of like the Yankees of broadcasting. No facial hair. Really? Yes. If you take take a look at all the Sports Center actors, like Disneyland. There's no mustaches. There's right. no beards. There's no nothing. They don't like it. So I went into. Okay. Um, I went into the offices of, of management, and I'm like, would you mind if I, you know, went on like this? And his response was, it's your face. So I went on, <laughs> and they had to draw in the connecting part from the mustache to the beard. That was after 10 days, 11 what? days. It was terrible. It was awful. It was one and done. I did one sports center with that. You should have, before one. you shaved it, I, I would have come up with some sort of script for an ESPN castaway something. commercial with you, you and, know, with the volleyball. And it's impressive. <laughs> I, I it could Keith, have done something fun. Keith Olbermann could grow facial hair out of spite, <laughs> where he was upset with management, and he would go on the air one night with a full goatee. Next night. It would be gone. Two nights later, it just seemed full goatee. It just, like, out of just... That doesn't he was, he sound was like, like Keith at all. He was like the, the Dennis Rodman of, of ESPN. It's impressive. We had, like, evil Keith one <laughs> night, and, you know, and good Keith the next, and I was really, you know, impressed by that. I was an impressionable young man <laughs> on SportsCenter. Evolution, the cutting-edge guide to breaking down mental walls and building the body you've always wanted by Joe Manganiello. Get it right now um, in bookstores, Amazon.com, the whole bit, right? They're yeah, all there. they've got them back in Stock. Back in, is this like a second printing scenario? They, they ran what? out in five days and Dude. Uh, put up some kind of weird notice that they were out of stock. But they, they've got it. Congratulations. Got them, so thank you. Dude, you're one of my favorites, man. Dude, so, you're one of my favorites, man. Thank you. You're the best. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, man. Yeah, too rich. Go big or go home and go Steelers. It's signed Joe Manganiello. We should do a six weeks challenge between the three of us, maybe. Well, I got the most to lose. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm down. I, I need to. Well, I've got to get ready for my combine run. It's true. You got speed, speed training in there, speed, so you can help speed, bridge speed, the six, six weeks. Can I work on my quick twitch? Absolutely. In this book, absolutely, because that's what I need. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And I'm putting Are together you? a website that launches uh, January 1st with my trainer Ron Matthews, who designed all those workouts for me and yep. trained Hugh Jackman for X Men. It's called Evolution359.com, and nice. it'll be like kind of the continuation of the book. So people should start. Uh, going there when? Jan- yeah, we're going to create one. a community where up. people are going to put their before pictures and their after pictures Good for and you. do the workouts, and then you know we'll, we'll log the log the results. Joe, you're the man. Thanks, Thanks for coming you're on. You're the man. Thank and, you. Uh, and good luck to your Steelers. They do have a chance. <laughs> you're saying I'm there's saying, a chance. I'm saying there is a chance. <laughs> Joe Manganiello here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. And now I'm pleased to have on uh, this show um, uh, a man who I met at the Big Slick. Remember that Big Slick? Um, yeah. Rob Riggle, Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis charity event. That whole uh, was like that, that Kansas City. Yeah, the mafia, Kansas City extravaganza. Yeah, we are mafia. Once <laughs> once you go to Big Slick, you, you're 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 like together for life. As we were talking about with Johnny Knoxville on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I met uh, our in-studio guest there this summer, and uh, I've enjoyed him for years in the X-Men franchise this year, playing uh, John F. Kennedy in The Butler, uh, which is going to be up for some awards that are coming up. And he is in Anchorman 2 as the new Ron Burgundy foil, Jack Lime. <laughs> Good to see you, James Marsden. How are you, Great buddy? Great to see you, Rich, Good to see as you. always. 
Welcome, up, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, what's going on? <laughs> welcome yeah, to the uh, National Football League studios. Uh, it's exciting. Let's, let's start first and foremost with this Anchorman Two movie, uh, in which you crushed it. You, oh, you, thank you. You sir. nailed it. Thank you. As the the hairdo, sort of <laughs> slick suited. Don't go making jokes uh, on my right. jokes. That's right. <laughs> Don't make jokes off my jokes. Jack Lime. Jack Lime. Was there any specific um, Anchorman that served as inspiration for you? In well, this role, James? I get, it's funny. I get asked that uh, a lot. Well, I've been, I've been asked that now for a day since the movie's been out for a day. <laughs> yes, in theaters <laughs> <But>, near you. <laughs> um, I guess aesthetically, the look of the guy was, you know, he's very sharp dressed, like spends a lot of time blowing out his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Tom Brokaw, Dan Rath, some of these guys from the early 80s. Sure, you know? yeah. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty bad guy in this movie. You like, are. Just a, you know, just an uh, unabashed, awful bully yeah you know but what a fun movie that must have been oh it was great to be on well those guys are so good at you know they're masters of of that kind of comedy and and when you get off the page and start to improv it's fun they just kind of take you on a ride and you and you you know if you hang with them they're very very generous um actors in that regard you know a lot of people ask about you know how was the improv and we would go in and do it as scripted a couple of times and then adam mckay the director would say all right let's just open it up and feel free to improve on any of that and <laughs> have, mm-hmm. s- have some fun. But, you know, a lot of times comedians can be rather dark people. Yes. And, you know, and, yeah. And, You're not and wrong, these guys by the are, way. Yeah. And these guys are the opposite. They're, 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 you know, they're just laid back good guys who – it felt like a bunch of buddies getting together on the weekend with a camcorder. And, Couldn't be know. nicer. Yeah. Just no, regular dudes who just happen to be supremely talented yep. and very, very, very funny – and uh, they, they, when we we just shot the the holiday special with the four of them uh, in New York, the day after I saw you uh, in New York at the well, that's premiere, right. That's right. and um, they said that there was enough jokes shot that didn't make the movie that they can do an entire different movie, same plot, but different jokes, not repeating one single joke that you can see in the theater right oh, now. Yeah. That they can put a whole new movie together in that regard. They could they could probably do two. <laughs> other movies it was um you know the first yeah the first film was was shot on film and now with digital you Mm -hmm. know you don't roll out a film you you can shoot for 20 minutes straight so there were scenes where adam would just let it roll and you know and will and steve and these guys would just go off on these tangents and just hilarious tangents and you were doing the same doing the same yeah you just kind of go with them and you know it's like What's that game where you like you, you know you write down uh, the first line of a uh, a story, and then you hand it to somebody else, and they you know they mm-hmm. do the next line or like a drawing. You know, it was like that. You just kind of go off of each other. Build levels. And it just yeah. goes. It goes to the weirdest, most bizarre places with those guys. And there was, <laughs> I mean, it, to the point where it was like it could be a, a two line scene. You know, where Brick is asking Will what he wants for lunch. You know, and then it could just be serving the plot zero. And they would turn it into something. But so. just even just saying the brick asking Will just made me laugh. Just <laughs> even just hearing that. about it, Because yeah. they're such idiots in this. Yeah. You, you oh, know what I mean? Absolutely. Just the four of them in just getting paid to act like yeah. idiots. And then you get to join that fun. Oh, and, and I and just and berate him and, and uh, just be a classic schoolyard bully to him and scream at him. Will's funny. Will, if you, the, you know, the more... You abuse him, the mm-hmm. happier he is. Right. <laughs> well, there's a, the scene, that, and, and and he 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 appreciates that. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, he's you know, I mean, par- partially because it was my it was my character to do uh-huh. that, but uh, 
the more you sort of go for it and are into it, the, you know, the more he loves it. The <laughs> were you worried you were going too far? Never. Well, that's a great thing, too, about that world that with those guys is the weirder it is, the better. The more bizarre it is, the better. They there's no it. there's no bad ideas. You just kind of throw everything up against the wall. Yeah, there's no line, right, to, to, to cross. No, not at all. And actually, what I was saying before about comedians <laughs> being dark and, like, trying to steal the spike. So, a lot of times it could, when, with the improv stuff, you could... You know, it can become a contest of who's going to get the funniest. One who's get the, yeah, yeah. one upping. These guys set each other up for jokes. It's it's they're very generous that way and very unselfish. They you know will will you know give Steve a meatball right down the middle and Steve you know will knock it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to watch them do that. You know, it's very very unselfish. It's funny. I'm not going to give away anything, but the the scenes that you're in with with. Will and and the rest of the cast, where you're giving Ron Burgundy grief, you're screaming at him from completely across the room. Right, right. Where you're like, oh, sorry, what'd you say? Like, right. what'd you talking to me? Like right, the classic right. bully sort of thing. <laughs> that 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 happened to me really? with Dan Patrick back at ESPN in 1996. Did I tell you this story, wow. these guys? That back in 96, I was a new guy at ESPN, and he hazed the crap out of me. Where wow. I was, and in the same way, and here's the setup. It was at Susie Culber's farewell party. Oh, I, I think we did hear this, okay. yeah. Susie Culber's farewell party in 1996. She was leaving to go to Fox, and I, you know, I, uh, and I've, I've said this to her, and I've said this to my wife, who's friends with Susie Culber. I was, you know, nuts about her. Everybody was. Everybody is. I mean, she's she's great at what she does, and she's great to. She's a very pretty lady. Someone wants to kiss her, Rich. <laughs> Joe Namath, <laughs> Joe wanted, Namath to wanted, wanted to kiss her. her yeah. Correct. There are websites kissing Susie Culber that have been set up. So I got invited. A 26 year old guy, fresh to ESPN by three weeks, right. and I get invited to her party. And I walk. I didn't know anybody. I walked to the backyard, and everybody's partying in the backyard patio it's in her house and people were throwing it for her but i stand there and i'm looking around i don't know what to say to anybody i look to my right and there is Susie calmer standing directly next to me and i say to her so uh where are you from and before she can answer dan patrick from across the yard goes oh i'm from ohio what the hell <laughs> and he goes oh you're you're not talking to me I'm sorry, like, and it was like the, stops the, the party. The record, st- the record skips. ripped off, ripped off. The needle rips off the record. He was just like, we're just like, so sorry. What were you saying? Just like across the room. And when you did that to Ron Burgundy, I laughed out loud, and I'm like, that, that's. That's happened to, to East me James, before. They're now friends, though. Dan and Rich are, are good. Oh buddies. yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right, but, right. I, but well, I knew at the time that he wasn't going to do that to me unless he was. That it was done with love. Yes, exactly. where I, that he wasn't going to waste his time on on the new guy if he wasn't going to bust my balls, which is what he was doing quite a That's bit. Amazing. So I've been on the business end wow. of that sort of thing. There you go. You're, You're very real, by the way. You're very, very <laughs> well, it's real. It's almost superhuman to the degree my character. It happens twice in the movie. Yes, it does. Just clearly across the room. It's I love and, it. And Will's whispering. The though. suits, the hair. I mean, they really they they gave you all the bullets in the arsenal for you. Tan. Yes. Full on, you know, Saint Tropez. Is that your real hair? Tan. My real hair. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Did you guys shoot That's... on location in New York, or did you shoot some interiors back here in LA? Or we shot you... um, the majority of it was shot in Atlanta. Oh, in Atlanta. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then actually, there's a there's a I don't want to give anything away either, but there's a battle sequence mm-hmm. 
that's supposed to take place. You know, they're in New York City. They Bryant moved Park. from San Diego. Right. They're supposed. It's supposed to be in, you know, Bryant Park or yeah. some, part of Central Park, and we shot it in Atlanta. <laughs> so yeah, there you it's go. tough to double Central nice. Park. Yeah, we Atlanta. can't. We don't want to give away anything no, no. about because that's the big finish, right. and there's some incredible cameos. It's the only it's, thing that we can ridiculous. We can throw in there. It's it's yeah. it's absurd who yeah. shows up. <laughs> It, in the finale, it just keeps one up. It just one up, one up it yeah. each cut, uh-huh. just one up. It's one ups, and it's right. incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And you, you may be the only person who has um, played uh, Jack Kennedy and Jack Lime in the same. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I mean, no one can ever take that away from you, James. No, no who you know can claim I mean? that? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, and you've worked with Ron Burgundy and Forrest Whitaker in the same year, and that you know, Oprah. I mean, Oprah. Yeah, what's it like being on set with Oprah? Oprah? She's amazing. She's um, Oprah would would we were all staying at the same hotel in New Orleans where we were shooting. She mm-hmm. would just wander down to the the gym with without an entourage, without anybody, and get on the treadmill and start you know chatting it up with the woman next to her on the treadmill. I mean, she's just and then giving, and she's and then, Oprah Winfrey, like and then giving it. away free cars to everybody in the gym, right? <laughs> yeah, she's just you know you get, get a, a towel, car. you get a towel, <laughs> you got a car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know, someone who's that much of a superstar, you you know, at to, at some point, it's got to be hard for that person to like have a real conversation with everyone that they're having to meet yeah. or spend right. time with. And she manages to have complete authenticity and, and a genuine. When she's talking to you, you know, you're you're sort of the only one in her field of gravity, and it's it's a pretty cool. Feeling. That's cool to hear. Yeah, I'm awesome. glad to Very hear that. Cool woman. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, remarkable actually. That's excellent. All right, now let's talk fantasy football. Yeah, I, there's, there's there's no there's no segue that you can <laughs> possible. No. So just go right into it. You give whiplash <laughs> with that segue, but let's get into it here. So fantasy football. How many leagues? Amen. How many leagues are you in? I'm in two leagues. Okay, this is my third year to do it. Okay. Um, my buddies with a ten team league, uh, three years ago needed an extra guy, and I was like, I, this is a big waste of time. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> okay. Somebody. It is uh, a big uh, waste auto, of time. Auto draft me, set my lineup for me. Uh, I'm, you know, I'll be your guy, but I'm not going to pay attention. Now you're from Oklahoma, yep, right? Is that right, where you're from right. originally? Yeah, That's so I, sort of Dallas cowboy country it's in like a way, Dick right? Cowboys, Chiefs, sort of. You know, and it, I didn't grow up with an, a strong allegiance towards you know any protein. Any protein? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So but when you're so when 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 they say we need you as a tenth. Right. Did they were they asking you because they were th- hoping that you'd be some auto picked fodder yeah, to be, beat up on? Yeah, they just needed another guy and like oh maybe he'll learn throughout the season. Sure. My auto pick team started winning. You know, which is, as that happens, as that happens, so I would get calls from the guys saying, "You know, you're kicking everybody's butt," and and I'm like, "What is this fantasy stuff? <laughs> 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 Who is this Arian Foster?" Um, <laughs> so then I got into it, and then I became like one of the most loathed people in the world, <laughs> right? Because I was the guy, you know, with every That's app. Great. You know, I was the guy waking up at you know six a.m. to to do the ad drop on the waiver, <clears throat> and. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I started winning. So I got third that that first uh, that first season, and then last year I won my league, which is which fantastic. Cool. But uh, but now, I like I said, I'm the most hated, so no one will trade with me. No of course. one. Will, right? That's an outrage. That's how it works. So um, so where where where'd you finish this year? Are you still well, in it? Are you in the f- one that I care about? I finished at 500. I finished seven and seven. Had some. So you didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. Who were, in that who, were, who was your team? You know, I went uh, quarterback late with Kaepernick. And he had that monster first week. And you thought you're loving it. And life. I was like, this is 
fantastic. I drafted him in the seventh, eighth round, and you know, a went, steal. Just, and then just went running back, running back, running back. You had Doug Martin, which is a tough break. Oh right? man, um, <laughs> that, was my, that was my rushing champ. Yeah. Oh, what's that? He predicted that uh, he would win yeah. the rushing title yeah. in the NFL this year, and obviously, what did he get, like 900 yards before? Well, all of my picks were a disaster. Not even. So. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, it's that thing. Fantasy's an interesting thing. Like, I, I'm so into it um, that, first of all, now I'm, I'm happy to, to be out of the league that I care about mm-hmm. so that I can focus on other things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that much of an obsession that – I have, you know, when you're watching the games at a bar and someone's like, who, who, who won the game you were just watching? And you go, I have no idea. Right. <laughs> you're just watching, just watching yeah. Josh Gordon. That's right. You know, that's it. Like, yeah. You know it's a sick obsession. And you think that and, – and when, and when it hits, when it hits, oh. the feeling that you get that you're, that you're, you're an expert, you're knowledgeable, right, right. you're smarter than right. everybody else, and that you get to lord it over – Right. who you're competing against. It's such an incredible feeling. But see, I'm going to argue that because I'm so into it that when I win, it's just relief. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not oh, you show like a coach that's it's, been no, at it for 40 just, years, know, man. It's just <laughs> relief. I'm telling you, James, wow. James we've, had, we've, had, is a relief. we've had old, you know, coaches who have been in the NFL head coaches 30, 40 years. I've worked with Jim Moore Sr. and Dick Vermeil, guys who have been at it forever. And they said they knew it was time to hang it up that when the thrill of victory was surpassed by how awful the losses were. And that 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 they that they could not be nearly as happy. The emotional swing right. swung so far deep into yeah. the abyss that mm-hmm. they could not continue anymore. Yeah. To me, and you that, sound that, like them yeah. right now. Well, and it's a <laughs> you know, and it's a fake sport. And it's not it's even real. <laughs> it's a complete. You know, I gotta tell you, you, you actually, know, I was so elated not to come in last this year. Right. I was in last place going into week thirteen. I knew I wasn't going to make the playoffs, and I had Seattle's D going. Mm. And Marcus Colston. And Colston caught a meaningless pass with four minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And I knew that mean that meant that I didn't come in last. And, no I, ce- and I celebrated yeah. like I won the Super Bowl. I was so excited. <laughs> this this right. weekend, as you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and you know, we saw each other in New York Sunday mm-hmm. night. I had to get out to New York to shoot the the holiday special on Monday. I had to fly on Sunday. So <clears throat> I flew on United from L.A. to New York. And United is is like the anti-Delta in terms of they don't have Wi-Fi on hardly any flights. But on the L.A. to New York circuit, they have Wi-Fi. And I checked on it because I knew that would be the way that I had to follow my two fantasy league teams, mm-hmm. both of which were in the playoffs. And, of course, know what was going on in football because yeah, you know, the lead host right. of NFL <laughs> Network and everything. Right. You know, but. Right. Yes. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> That's what I tell the bosses. That's what I tell management. But I've got two fantasy league teams in the playoffs, man. I need to find in out in playoffs, real time right. what's going on here. That's important. So I go on the plane, and the Wi-Fi, I ask the, the, the stewardess because the, you know. Flight attendant. Flight Rich. attendant, pardon me. I asked the flight attendant. <laughs> Because, <laughs> uh, well, you know, when you turn your iPad on before the flight, normally it shows up go-go, right, mm-hmm, on, right. on, on the, uh, the connection mm-hmm. for, your, for Wi-Fi, and it didn't show up. You're panicking I, at this point. Panicking. <laughs> panicking. 
before the flight. Some people might be nervous that they, that the flight will take off and arrive <laughs> safely. I am fixating on the Wi-Fi situation. So I'm going to the flight attendant. Flight attendant. Can you please check? And she says that our Wi-Fi has been a bit iffy on this plane lately. Is that a lately. technical term? Iffy is a technical term for you might get fucked over <laughs> at some point on this flight and fasten your seatbelt. Okay? So you can follow your fake football fake team. Fake football team. Right. We take off and it's working. I'm breathing a sigh of relief. That's when I saw Chris Law's tweet about right. farting on his flight. Come the on. person sitting next to him thinks it's really him and it really was him. This is what he's tweeting. These are the people I associate myself with. James, we're high, we're high, bro. Wait, 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 don't show. don't let me show. in with the likes of him. Okay. Oh, come on. Thank Part you. of the people that I'm associating with. Long story short, two hours into the flight, Wi-Fi goes. Dead. Dead. And it's the back half of the late games. And I've got Eddie Lacy going. I've got Jordy Nelson going. And I have got Zach Stacy going. And my opponent has one more person left, Drew Brees. Oof. And I got A.J. Green at night. And I am getting my butt kicked. Because, as you remember, in the Green Bay uh, Dallas game, no, the Green Bay had nothing in the first half. Zero. Yeah. Zach yeah. Stacy had a great first half. A great first half. He, yeah. he, he rumbled for 100 yards. He did. He went out, but he came back. Right. And I, I, that's when I, I, uh, I, uh, we're, we're, we're friends with the wife of the general manager of the St. Louis Rams. She worked with us for years, Karen Anderson. I emailed her. I'm like, somebody's got to tell Zach to take the needle for the, uh, for the fantasy <laughs> team here. Like, get him back there. <laughs> That's it all. I swear, I'm, I'm emailing her. I'm like, please tell me he's okay. She goes, oh, we don't know up here. We don't know. So long story short, the Wi-Fi's out, James, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm losing my mind. And I thought, I'm like, I, I, I rang the call button. <laughs> I, I was the call no button guy. The call no button. one rings the call I button. I was the call button guy. <laughs> Keep it What's up, you're going to lose, Rich. All right. <laughs> I'm the call button guy. It's still not working. I didn't call button again. I got up and face-to-face and, and -face saying, what's up with the Wi-Fi? Did you go to the pilot? I thought to myself, <laughs> thought to myself, this is going sideways. And I thought to myself, I am a father of three. I am a well-rounded, intelligent individual. And three weeks from now, whatever's happening on the field that I don't know, I'm in the dark on this fantasy team, I'm still going to be a well-rounded father of three individual on planet Earth. Calm down. <laughs> Relax. I, I lost my... This caused me to lose my marbles. I went crazy. Flying is not good for your health, as we, as we found out on this show. Rich. Oh my gosh, Fan that's what fantasy does to but me. But do you man. have? I mean, you have a team. Do you have outside of the fantasy world? Do you have a? Well, I grew up in New York City, okay. so I've always watched the, the New York teams. But ever right. since I've you know done this job, uh, I, close games is what I root for. Right. In all seriousness, right. you know. But fantasy is a totally different story. Well, unless it's a completely different. Well, you even side of you human even, behavior. You even said it perfectly. There's a league that you really want yep. to win. Right. Who are those people that 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 are there like longtime friends or, or colleagues? All the people or, that hate. But they're friends. But yeah. all the people that. What's hate your me message board like? Cause What's that? If your message board was made public, like like our, our message uh, board, if it ever made it public, yeah, it's one of those things. The smack yeah. You write stuff on there that you wouldn't ever want oh, anyone yeah. to see. Yeah. We've no, we've created a whole. You know, uh, uh, we we joined a social media site just for, just just to talk about our league. Oh, awesome! But um, 
Yeah, it's it's intense, and you know, and everyone came to play this year, so it's you know, like last year, like some people would like forget that they had a bye week guy, oh, and, you know, and no like good. you know, and I I'd, I'd sneakily do a trade with somebody that was. You would send everybody up in arms, like, "What the hell? You just stole from this guy!" You know. So this year, like, I, you know, I went running backs out of the gates, just like thinking I could just—it's gold. I'll just trade with everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, no one would trade with me, cause ah. they, you know. But um, but this is yeah. So it's a bunch of my buddies, um, and uh, the other league that I'm in, which I don't care about as much. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm in the playoffs, but I you I, are yeah. But I in the finals, and so I don't really care about it. You, we, Okay, but Meaning, you're in the finals, though. That, you're in the finals, but you're there with with some guys who are, don't care. You okay. Know? So it's like, you know what? I don't want to win if I'm not getting your best game. Right. <laughs> I respect <laughs> that. I, right? I, okay, so who's in your finals this week? Are you, the finals is it's Foles, it's Zach Stacy, it's... Um, so those are waiver wire Forte, pickups right Forte. there. You were yeah, on top. both of those, yeah. So you're on top of that? Well, because we, dra- we drafted Ryan, and that was kind of a, you know, he had a tough, yes. tough yep. season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had him as well. Right. And that's the thing too. We're like you, you got Matt Ryan, and all of a sudden Julio Jones goes oh. out. That affects your Boom. quarterback, of course. Right? Yeah, I mean, line woes. Eddie Lacy and Jordy Nelson were my main oh. engines to get to the playoffs, right. and then Aaron Rodgers goes down. I have Wes Welker, and this is the league that I I really want to win too. Yeah. Uh, Wes Welker is, as you know, the last few weeks uh, has been uh, non-existent yep. to out. Right. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible how how this happens. What's, what's interesting? You're you're the perfect counterpoint to what Tory Smith said this week in his tweets about you know I hate fantasy players and fa- football is not as popular as it is because of fantasy it would be just as popular. But you said earlier you know you didn't really pay that much attention to the NFL. Fantasy is what got you in. I, I mean I'm of the the mindset that fantasy brings so many more people in. To oh, the yeah. game, yeah. And oh, not only, no like, I, I was just an Eagles fan, but now you know, obviously working here. But that aside, before right. that, oh, you watch no every doubt. game because you yeah, are, I'm watching the Browns play, and why do I care? Because of Josh Gordon, you right? Know? Yeah, no, and and I was and I, and it still was my favorite sport. I mean, I still would watch the yeah. games. I got excited when when fall rolled around, and you know, um, in preseason, I'd watch preseason games and just get all jazzed. You know, the preseason games that mean nothing. But now you have a stake in and, the and games. now, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, I like the Saints this year, or oh, I like the Niners this year. You know, and yeah, you're right. When but when you start doing fantasy, it takes it to a whole other level. But that said, in the league that I care about. Now that I'm out, I'm actually so excited to go and see, like, actually watch games. <laughs> you're, you know, you're rooting free for of the, I know, right. of the yes. fantasy I to, shackles. I was, I was doing this movie in Berlin um, a month and a half ago mm-hmm. with uh, with Vince Vaughn. This comedy called Business Trip. Yeah, and we were shooting in Berlin, and I was waking up. I had to work at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. I would wake up at three in the morning to check. How my team was yeah. on Sunday <laughs> night. I love it. Like, That's know, commitment, and it just, man. It's, it's, uh, What's your it's team intense. name? What's the team names? What's the uh, uh, what is more? Uh, I you know, we didn't do the team name thing. No, you didn't. No, oh, okay. No, we should do that. Though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, too, there's some leagues where you actually get a physical trophy, right? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yes. I didn't get that. My league has a big trophy, and we, we have, have like the Stanley Cup. We have right. all the past winners on there, and everything. And yeah. then if you come in the last, you get a physical toilet bowl. The two leagues I'm in is <laughs> I got a bunch of guys that I'm here um, in LA friends with. There's no trophy, but you, the, the trophy is essentially the middle finger that you're allowed to show the other guys, which is exactly. fantastic. You should actually get that as a trophy. That'll be good. A, a Maybe gi- I'll make that up. Certainly, if I win this week and win this league, which just would be because I finished last last year, yeah. and the amount of grief I've heard, oh, Mr. NFL. No, Right. Oh, you're an NFL expert. Let me tell you something about your <laughs> area here. of expertise. Middle finger. You know, I mean, that's yep. basically 
Oh God, I'm I am James. I'm settling all family business right now. Essentially, <laughs> I and uh, they're all there's f- four of the five families are down. I got one more to go. And four is your fi- is your so your finals is finals this, this week? Yeah. So who do you got? Going? Oh, I will I will tell you. Thank you for asking. All right, let me see As I tweeted done. out this week, I said I've made the finals in both of my fans. For those asking, I made the finals in both of my leagues. Oh wait, nobody asked. That was my tweet this week. <laughs> that you was know, my actually tweet this talking week. about your fantasy lineup. And your fantasy season is kind of like talking about your dreams. It's like no one really cares yeah, no, but you. Yeah, it's yeah. like poker bad. It's like <laughs> yeah, your, your yeah. poker we, bad beats. We, if you're a poker, poker player, we call like yeah. poker bad beats. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, let me tell you what happened. Uh, on the, and then the river came. Right. And if like, it wasn't what? for that missed field goal, I would have yeah. won. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just like Always. tell me about it. It's all happening. Or when to someone us. talks to you about their kids and you're just like, I really don't care. Hey. Except except of course you. Wait a minute. I'm just kidding. Wait a minute. Does he mean that? No. Come on. Does he really mean that? He's too busy farting in okay. the room by himself. Here we go. Come Here we now. go. Um, Hank's Stellar Made reference, which is the name of my team, because Hank Azaria gave me um, when uh, when when the housekeeper needed to come up for uh, housekeeper left us just as our third child was being born, and I asked him for a uh, a reference, and he suggested somebody who was not very good. Oh. <laughs> Okay. She's she's uh, from by design. He did that. No, or? he did not. He, he did not. He guy. suggested didn't work out. She's from uh, Poland, so that my avatar is a map of Poland. <laughs> All right. It would have been really funny though if Hank had suggested someone bad on purpose. Hank's stellar made. Maybe he did. Hank's stellar made reference is unfortunately going up against two and a half schmucks. Uh, Peyton Manning is their quarterback Oof. in Houston. Now, here's a I'm question. I'm in trouble. That well. What, at some what point? Because they've clinched, right? Denver. We've clinched a when, playoff spot. Not that they right. need to They're keep playing. No, yeah, right, right. and he just, as you know, Peyton lost on national TV, and people yeah. are wondering if he can. Um, I think he's. Where is he playing? At Houston. In a dome. In a dome. In a dome. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, every aspect of this matchup against a team that not, probably. But I mean, he was the first overall draft oh, pick, and not playing Lord. that hard. But that could just be a blowout early, couldn't it? I mean, it could they yank him in the? They could, Maybe. Right. But yeah, but it'll be a blowout because he's thrown throwing, six right, touchdowns. Right. He's also That's three true. shy of of the of tying the record. Four gives him the record. For most, I mean, he's. I, I'm not feeling good about it. And I drafted Andrew Luck. Um, who's going in Kansas City? So I'm playing Andy Dalton, or I have a choice. Do I go Kirk Cousins? Yes, Ooh, absolutely. I like against that the Dallas Cowboys. I think. Do I, I think we've only it. seen one game with Kirk? Right? Doesn't matter. That's it. We've seen Dallas Talk play defense. Talk about dicey. Talk dicey. about. We've seen dicey. Dallas play defense. You go with Kirk Cousins, right? Well, they're got to be ranked. 30 yeah, but second, Dalton's right? going against Minnesota. Yeah. That's not. That's yeah, another but, good matchup. I see. Oh, who's who's He's got home got, field there? Uh, yeah. They're at they're at they're at Cincinnati. They're I at would Cincinnati. I would check the weather in Washington and then decide accordingly. Okay, uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, you got his, Charles? No, it's his. Oh. I've got <laughs> Peyton Manning Peyton and, and Jamal, Jamal Charles. <laughs> but you know Charles isn't going to do what he did last week. I don't think so. He's got Fred Jackson, Marcus Colston, Greg eh. Jennings. Not worried about those. And then uh, here's the issue. Also, he's got Justin Tucker. Uh, okay, nice. but here's the main issue is this is why uh, Vernon Davis, Michael Crabtree, and the 49ers defense all against Atlanta, and on top of it, the wow. Monday night finale. So I'm going to have to sweat this thing <sighs> out all This is the a way story book ending in the you making. Need like, <laughs> we need like a 30 <laughs> story book. I'm going to I'm gonna have to sweat this thing out. My like running it. backs are Gore, Zach Stacy, and Eddie Lacy. I like solid, it. Solid. My, my, uh, <clears throat> my wide receivers, A.J. Green and Jordy Nelson. Mm. 
My tight end is currently Jordan Cameron, who's going through concussion, concussion protocols, protocols as we speak. Yes. By the way, that's a great name for a fantasy team. Concussion protocols. Yes, very good. Um, or, or the next, or, or the next born movie, right? Yes. The concussion. Jason. The born, the, the born concussion protocol. The born concussion. Uh, um, and I, so I've got my other tight ends are are uh, Dennis Pitta, who I may mm. go against New England, or do I go Colby Fleener? I can't do that. I've got the Rams defense against uh, McGlennon and uh, Tampa. That's fine. And Steven Gostowski is my is my kicker. Uh, Now my issue is too is I picked up Phil Dawson just so I might have a back pocket Monday Monday night night safety net too. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you like that? I like that call. So you kind of see where you are Sunday. I could see early, yeah, because they play late. Gostowski, they play late. The Patriots play play late. Yeah, that's one, and then I'm in the finals in another league, too, against Jeff Garland, uh, oh, yeah. who, who Jeff. really wants to win it in the worst way. Is that a 12-team league? That's a 10-team league, too. 10-team league. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the, I think you've got a good shot. Do you think so? I think so. I think so, you so too. Some solid running backs. I need Wait, you, so you're rolling with luck? for? No, I'm going to roll with... Oh, here, I you can do about, Cousins. Maybe, I think, should I go Cousins? I think just just everything in the kitchen just throw yeah, it all. Yeah, kitchen yeah. Sink just it. Go. You kitchen can't, sink can't leave anything in the... You can't leave any bolts yeah, but, in the whole place safe. Go and for it. it. Dalton's not that safe either, right? Go for it. No, he's not that safe. Oh, my Lord. You get the double up, though, with A.J. Green and Dalton, which is always true. nice. You know? I have to double up. It's Every double touchdown up from Dalton. Yeah, or double down. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but they you also, they also love, didn't throw to A.J. Attitude, Green man. the whole first half in a playoff game. You don't know what they're going to do. It's you true. don't know what the Bengals are Yeah, and do. you saw me Sunday night with because uh, my phone ran out of batteries. I think you checked on A.J. Green's stats for me at one point during the party. <laughs> Oh, it's a disaster. The, the the power didn't work on the plane either. So my phone's running out of batteries. I couldn't even check on it when I got Wi-Fi on the ground. He's approaching Albert Breer level. Here. Do you find that when you're not watching the games, you do better? Do you see any sort of uh, pattern? Because I, f- I don't know if that was just coincidence. but I will always watch a boiling pot, man. I will I watch, always so when you, watch. So when you don't pot. watch, it's better. It's almost like those ads, the su- where the Stevie Wonder superstition ads, right? Where the guy's coming up from the basement, and he's like, "Every time I go down to the basement, our team scores. I don't want to go in the basement, but I right. have to for the team." Right? You know, um, when I'm not watching, we score. Well, I get points. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dude. I ended up. Just not I watching love some of the games. your attitude because you are nuts, and that's <laughs> nuts. what fantasy. And I have you know does. neighbors these these neighbors that live next to me. They got this like little you know sweet seven year old girl, and I I know they're like this guy is mad. This guy's cracked in the head because <laughs> on Sunday I'm screaming. Yeah, I'm the same way. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. You know, your kicker's the last guy to go, and they're, like, going Man. for two. My neighbors are, they're, they're, right? Like, <laughs> my neighbor's is an old Jewish couple. One of them, she is a Jets fan, and he's a Dolphins fan. No. And then they hear me screaming yeah. at, at New England, like, oh, oh it's Week it's 17 in your, in your, in in your apartment complex I, I is going to be quite something. Seriously. Trojan Manor, it's going down. James, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, man. I really appreciate this. We got to have you back anytime. I'd love to. What I'd else is uh, there's a, 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 a Gillian Jacobs was in here a few weeks ago. You're doing something with her Walk too. That's shame. coming out, right? Um, that's we coming did a out? movie. Walk of oh. Shame. Oh yeah, that's right. Walk of Shame. That's coming out um, April, I think. That's coming it's out. Comedy with Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, April 25th, something like that. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, in theaters right now, Anchorman two. Go see it, Jack. Jack Lime. <laughs> 
right here in well, we, studio. We can't say what the other name. No, is. we don't yeah, want right? to. It, it's funny. It's funny. We don't want to ruin anything. There's too much good stuff in this <laughs> it's movie. Fun, man. It's too much good stuff of silliness and stupidity and just had, watching everybody have fun doing it. It's 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 great. Uh, James Marsden, good to see you, bud. Great to see you. Take Rich. care, right here All on right. the Rich Eisen podcast. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, pal. That was fun back to back right there. He's diehard. I knew. I I knew. Talking fantasy with him would be would be a quality chat. I love it. Good dude too, right? Yes, yeah, we ran him into and whenever I, we just walked out. Fabs was walking back over Fabiano. Oh, he wanted all oh, over he, that, right? He talked. They, we just talked out there for about five minutes. It was, it was pretty. Uh, got pretty intense. <laughs> Fabs, Fabs likes talking to our guests. Fabs does like talking, but um, no, I'm, to our guests. Yes. Well, you know, but. Uh, because we've got good guests. I got to clarify the, the kid statement. I'm talking about people that whose kids I don't know that then tell you about their kids. Chris, I, I know oh, you're, oh, you're feeling guilty now. Chris does not like I my children. I love hearing about Xander. Chris does not want to hear me. No, you don't. Clearly, I love clearly it. you don't. Clearly, you are just absolutely putting up with it. <laughs> Real quick before before we move to our close, um, just so you know, uh, Co Tidy Bad is going against Jeff Garland's Lord Buckley this weekend as well. Um, I had Aaron Rodgers all year long. I went with Kaepernick ever since. I'm going to stick with him. Really? Even if Rodgers is cleared. I mean, I doubt he will be, right? Even if Rodgers is cleared, I'm not going to risk it at all. My uh, running backs are Forte and Reggie Bush. My wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Keenan Allen. Wow, Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen about six weeks ago. My flex is Zach Stacy. Tight end Tony Gonzalez. Kicker is Gustowski. And Kansas City is my defense. Hello. Wow. I'm going up against Phil Rivers, Alshon Jeffrey, Roddy White, Jamal Charles. Got to face him two leagues this week. Uh, Rashad Jennings. Martellus Bennett. Alfred Morris is his flex. Matt Prater is his kicker. The San Francisco defense is his defense. And I will be sweating out. Both. That's what Jeff Of my fantasy final. That's Jeff Garland. Oh, Jeff Garland. Okay. The other one was. Yes, indeed. Those are my fantasy matchups this weekend. I don't have one. I lost last week. As uh, we we move towards the playoffs and uh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in six weeks, right? Unbelievable. Super Bowl's in six weeks. And all of us here at NFL Network, we take a a little bit of a break. Some of us have to go. uh, Have to. Some of us go to the Pro Bowl, then to the Super Bowl. Some of us start with uh, the Senior Bowl, middle of January. The Senior Bowl starts middle of January. And as you know, it's the middle of December. And these things don't just magically run themselves. These things need people to get ready for them, things to have promotions built around them, affiliates to be aware of them. This is a nonstop end of the business which is what I wanted to just pause, hit the pause button on, and discuss with NFL Network Marketing Manager Kristen Ingram, who joins the Rich Eisen Podcast. How are you, Kristen? Hi, I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're more fantastic for you being on this program. <laughs> I'm so excited. So what is going on in, in, the, uh, in, in your world right now? What is going on in your world right now? Um, everything's going on in my world. Like what? Per the usual. Like what? Um, well, you're taking notes right now, or are you doodling? What are you doing? I'm right doodling. Now? Okay, that's fine. Actually, because you were because I was taking a long time to lead in there. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> See, that's what not a regular listener of this program, or she would have. No, known that. I would have been prepared. You would have been prepared, long. but you know, you know. Well, I was making a segue. Okay. 
Okay. It's making a segue. I appreciate it. You know, and, and trying to uh, make the tissues connect for the listener okay. is what I'm trying to do. But that's okay. Okay. That's okay. That shots can be fired in my direction. That's something that I'm used to right now. <laughs> no, no so, shots. So what, are you, what, what is going on? Are your, is Senior Bowl in your no, world right now? Senior what is, Bowl is not in my world, and I'm thankful for that. Okay. What else is, your, what what is in your world right now? going on um, leading up to the playoffs. The playoffs are a big deal for us, but not as big as combine and draft. Explain who the us is in that equation. Us would be the marketing department, and that is myself. Sarah and Rhett mm-hmm. and we get ready and there's production creative all associated with all of these things mm-hmm. but essentially we have to create like you were saying promotions so fans consumers are aware of what's going on technically in our off season okay which, you know as you know we don't the season really have. we it don't have one the season never ends never. I've heard that from from the marketing department and yeah Many times. Well, and the commissioner likes to say it. Okay. Well, then we, then we like then to say true. it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Got to get on board. Goods. Okay. Goods. <laughs> Goods. <laughs> RG one. Okay. So, what is in your world right now? Combine is that yes. big in your world right Combine's now? Combine's huge. Well, what 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 promotions are going on for the playoffs? What do you have there? Well, we have um, what's called our postseason promotion, mm-hmm. and that translates to our affiliate partners, which are the Time Warners of the world, Comcast, mm-hmm. Cox, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what they do is support the program by running what are commercials, mm-hmm. a.k.a. cross-channel spots. Mm-hmm. And in return for that, we give them various rewards for their support. Okay. And fans get involved in that sort of thing eventually? Yeah, fans or? on – from a consumer perspective, mm-hmm. they don't get involved. What we're doing from our affiliates is telling the fans where to find us, how to, what time to tune in, mm-hmm. what's going to be happening, what our amazing hosts are doing. Well done. Yeah. You okay. Like uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so and, and so the consumer part, the really fun part where you get the, you know, run rich run promotions of the world. Now we're getting nice. somewhere. Plug, plug, plug. Okay. Plug, um, happens for Combine. And that, and, and, you know, we might have a special appearance by some Leon. Now, is, is Leon coming back? You know, Are I we going to get year Leon, two in um, Leon? You've spoken to Leon Sandcastle? Okay. I've spoken to Leon. Um, he's taking a little bit of a hiatus okay. right now, and he may or may not come back. Okay. But, you know, we're all hopeful. Year crossed. two of Leon Sandcastle. Would that be amazing? Wow. Can we get you a character, Rich? Mm-hmm. I am a ca- I am a character. Don't you, you are, have an you action character? Well, I run. I run. That's coming. That run is about eight weeks Are you going to retire at 10? Yes. Yeah. I'm going oh. to break it this Elway is style. I, this is what and, I really want to know. I'm going to break it in like Elway style, like Bettis, like Strahan. You're going to use Evolution. We're, yeah, you're going to use Manganello's book, Sub 6, Walk Off. Walk Off, Drop right? the mic. Drop the mic. Walk Off. Drop the stopwatch. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And never come back. And, and Well, I mean, I'll come back, but I mean, th- this, this could be the walk off moment. Because I'm afraid, as you know, there's three things that I'm afraid of with running this 40-yard dash every year. One is I'm slower. Two is I get hurt doing it. And three, that I, it, it jumps the shark. Now, do you that work no, with a but, trainer on this? No. No, self-taught. Kristen, I, I, I broadcast <laughs> six hours of live television sitting on my ass <laughs> eating crap food <laughs> next then. to Mayock and then run it every year. That is the way I run it. Gabrielle Reese offered to train, what was that, two years ago? Two she years did. ago. Two years ago, she offered to train she this said, year. Yeah. Pool training, like she was going to go out in the pool with yeah. her and Laird, and nope, didn't nope, want to do didn't. it. Well, I did go in the pool, not with not with Laird, but with her and, and Susie, my wife. Right. 
and she does the weight training in the pool. I nearly drowned. <laughs> Jeez, she put the weight vest on me. I nearly sunk like a stone in the bottom. Jews don't swim, Rich. Jews don't swim. Jews, uh, Mark Spitz begs to differ. <laughs> Tough guy. And all of his and all of his golds. So stand down. Stand down. Um, so okay, so you're you're focusing on the combine right yes. now and the the run rich run campaign. Yes. We are going to do that again, correct? You want to do it, don't you? I definitely want to do yeah, that. I want to do and it. And you want to do it. I and I want to participate. How do you mean? I'm going to run this because we have fans have to submit videos. Okay, so you're going to run down the hallway yeah. a forty. Well, I was going to do it in the parking lot. This is one of the more okay. fun Semantics. things that we do: getting user videos in for this run rich run campaign. Yeah, and they're wh- hilarious. And when do we start it? Next month. When do we roll it out? What month we in? I love that. It's, by the way, I feel the same way, too. You know, like mid, mid-January, mid roll it out mid-January. That's too early, right? I mean, because people are really caring about the playoffs at that point in time. Yeah, that's too early. So right well, after the Super do, Bowl. Well, Post-Super Bowl. Remember what we did last year is I took video down at um, uh, at Pro Bowl. What was the day? The day before the game. Okay. And we had the cheerleaders run, the kids run. It was yeah. so cute. Okay, so you're going to do that so again? So we start there, yeah. So you're going to Hawaii? No, I'm going to Super Bowl. If you're going to the Super Bowl, you're going yeah. to New York. Yeah. Okay. But we have a team going down, and they'll get video, and then that will be, I think, don't hold me to it, the start of the campaign. Okay, and that's how fans can get involved in that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay. And then so the combine is just going to be the, – uh, there's obviously more to it than than just that, right? Run Rich Run campaign. It's no, not the only it. thing. That's it? That's it. Fantastic. You're taking the whole show. That's it. I'm taking the whole marketing department yeah. this time. You're going to come out in a bod pod? with everybody else. What? A bod pod? I don't know what I'm going to do. Last year, uh, I the did. Deer last, deer spray. Spray. last year was a perfect storm with the deer antler story yeah. when Ray Lewis. And I couldn't and predict that. To... Who could predict deer right. antler spray would be Didn't Mike, anything? Mike Darwin went all over Indy looking for antlers. antlers. He did. <laughs> <laughs> then we took probably Chris Myers' Paul Mitchell can that he left over at Lucas, Oil, at Lucas Oil Stadium from three weeks before. <laughs> I have a can. Uh, what else? Tell me what else is going on in your world. What else is in that book of yours that you're doodling in? What else is uh, – um, are you working on draft yet? Is that possible too? Of, yes. So what I'm doing this year is coupling Combine Draft together. So all the promotions will be – you're essentially part- – affiliates are participating in one promotion, but they're going to support both initiatives. And so with that, there will be you know draft tickets. There will be whole experiential rewards going on. Um, and, you know, we're trying to get on the phone with Leon to make sure he comes back. Leon. Have the, you talked to him? I have not spoken to Leon, but I've I've spoken to somebody who knows Leon very Me? closely. Huh? Me? No, not you. <laughs> somebody who's... who's who Call know, a distant cousin. A distant cousin yeah. of Leon Sandcastle. Mm. And I, I've, I have a feeling... I have a feeling it'll be... It's possible, but I have a feeling that there has to be some um, discussions... In, so. in order to bring it about, is that bad? Is that was that cryptic enough? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I liked it. That has to be, but I think yeah, I think Leon can come back. Hopefully, I would it'll be love him to come. Back. Okay, so you're working on combine right now and draft together yes. with Pro Bowl mixed in between. Is there a website that fans can go to? Is there just NFL.com? NFL.com to keep apprised of all this yeah. stuff that you're doing. Everything. Okay. Or you can call me directly at. No, you, you don't want that. <laughs> you would get some yeah. interesting phone calls. If you, you don't. Can they tweet you? Where are you on Twitter? I am. Do you um, want them to tweet you their promotional sure. ideas? Yeah. Yes, that'd be amazing. Um, they can tweet me at officially underscore KI. Officially underscore KI. Yeah. Were your initials. Yeah. Someone squatting on officially KI? Is that what it is? 
What, where, yeah, what, what's with the underscore? Well, because on Instagram, someone was, ah. and I wanted them to be the same, so I had to do the underscore. And who's, I actually think it looks nice. Who's unofficially KI? Is there some, some, somebody some out there? I don't know. Some girl that we need that needs to be stopped. Yeah, we got the underscore out of Chris. We got we got the underscore out of Chris Brockman's Twitter name a long time ago. I did. I had to legally go back and change my middle name back to Allen. Where are we on the blue check mark from uh, Dick Costolo? (laughs) Dick Costolo favorited a tweet and retweeted it of mine. I think that's blue check mark worthy. No, I don't know. Well, stop farting on planes. Maybe (laughs) you'll get a blue check mark. Seriously, do you understand who's following you out there? Jesus. Look, Be an adult. All right. Well, do me a favor, guys. If if this has ever happened to you, tweet at these two and and uh, no, let them know. No, 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 no. I do not want plane farters tweeting at me <laughs> about their experience plane farting. Oh, Does man. Really Good lord. You know what, Rich? I, I got an international shout out of the week. Let's okay. just let's just move on from plane farting. Eddie Rosa at Welly Boy. Says international shout out to a Houston Texans fan. It's been a rough season, Eddie. He's in South hey. Sudan, Africa. Keep the podcast pumping and NFL hits coming. Dude, says. South Sudan, South Sudan. Eddie Rosa. I gotta say, there's more concern going on in the Houston Texans season where he is. But Good he's Lord. He's finding time to listen each week. That's Thanks, impressive. Buddy. We appreciate uh, a you. shout out. Thank you, and be safe. Uh, let's pick some games really quick. Let's do it. Do you sure. want to help me pick some games this week, Kristen, of please? Course. Thank you. I need some help. And I also need three more wins and three fewer losses on my um, – <laughs> or three more wins, please, Law. It's, it still isn't there yet? They've told me they've done it. Do me a favor. Does, Did they teach mathematics – in central Pennsylvania. Come on now, Rich. Does it add up? Did you take math AP, at Penn State? AP math in high school. Take So there's, just, there's been 223 games so far. Is that correct? Well, take a look. No, add no, up. Add up. Add up. And Rich only has 220. He's three games behind. Good Lord. And they're all wins. So they're wins. So, Rich, you're five back in the win column. Thank you. Law and I are tied. As opposed to being eight. Well, right, right now you're eight. And right. You should be five. Correct. Right. Right. Or or there's three fewer. Wait a minute. They should be three fewer no, losses. No, the losses are fine. It's the wins. You're three wins back. But don't they just, if you don't pick them, aren't they un- incorrect? It, no, it doesn't go as a loss. No, it doesn't go All as right, anything. Kristen's seeing my picks in peripherally. I can already see her shaking her head. That's also because your hair is, <laughs> is you know, what, large. What, large. It's so large. Poofy? Poofy? Law no, no. picked poofy. up two no. wins. I have poofy hair. I mean, you should see no, mine. You have poofy hair. Well, I, I have don't. poofy beard. You have nice curly yeah. I dig it. The afro is awesome. Thank what do you, you. Ca- what do you call that? Curl, curl? Do you go curly or we do call you? it? We, we call it Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, is what her we call Cleo. it. Yeah. There you go. For those that's, who know her. Yeah. Again, I, that's what I, I I nicknamed Kristen, and Marshall was the one who spilled the beans. It's fantastic. Good old Marshall Falk. It's, it's actually making a nice round. <laughs> is it? The is it making a yeah. nice round now? Mm-hmm. It's a good it nickname, isn't it? It's fantastic. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Fantastic. Dolphins and Bills. Dolphins. Law? Dolphins. Yeah, with Thad Lewis and. Uh, Stevie Johnson. I'm going Buffalo Bills. You're shaking your head, boo. Kristen. Why boo? We're going Dolphins. Well, I mean. I <laughs> Switch it. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, first of all, hold on a minute. First of all, I, I need to make up five games here in two weeks. Rich, you need to have a producing meeting right now. I need a producing meeting. 
But uh, but did you see their performance last week? This I did. What, so I did see their who nice the Dolphins' team. performance last yeah. week. That means that for them to go up where it's ten degrees after playing after practicing in eighty they're degree weather, that they're it, that they need to take one step back before moving forward. I don't think they're a ten win team when it's all said and done. I'm going with the Bills, despite what everyone else okay. is saying. I'm going to make a note. Of make that. a note of that in your in your notebook. Next uh, to the doodles. Plus, I need to make up some games. Bucks and Rams. Rams. Okay. Law. I'm going to go Rams, too. Okay, I like the I'm Rams in that one. Redskins, Cowboys. I'll tell you what. I'm on the Kirk Cousins train. Me, too. Yeah, Redskins. I got to root for the Redskins, too. So I'm going to take my rooting interest with my picking interest. You say go Cowboys? Go Cowboys. You saying go to the Cowboys yeah. there? Ooh. Rich, you've Rich seen, you're you've just seen letting this, your season be. You've seen this Cowboys team play. Like, I know, but I have a feeling they got one more left in them. One more disaster loss. Yeah, but London mean? Fletcher's retiring. I, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the momentum there. I'm going the Redskins. Colts and Chiefs. Anybody a Colt here? No. I love Kristen's taking notes about how she's going to beat. Better. Anyone taking the Colts? No. Can't nope. take the Colts. Browns Jets. I mean, give me the Jets. I yes, guess. I I'm, guess. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Browns. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm going Cleveland Browns right there. Pick one up there. Uh, Titans Jaguars. Anybody taking the Jaguars? Anybody taking the Jaguars? No. Nope. Jones Drew didn't Bueller. practice today. He might be out. Bueller. I'm going to ride the Titans. Bueller. I'm going to go Titans. As Kristen, well. what do you say? Titans. Titans. I'm going the Titans. Vikings Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Right? No Vikings here. Anybody going with the Saints? No dice. No. What do you got? Let's go Panthers there for me. Okay, Panthers. I'm going to go with Panthers too. Me too. Uh, Broncos and Texans. Broncos, Broncos. Texans. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go Broncos. Broncos. Uh, anybody think the Cardinals winning in Seattle, the Giants and the Lions? Anybody Anybody think the Raiders are winning in San Diego? No. Anybody think the Steelers are winning in Green Bay? No. I do. Okay, oh, go for it. Pull the oh. trigger, Law. Pull the trigger. Patriots, Ravens. Who wins that one? Uh, I think the Ravens are on a roll. I think they're going to win. And Brockman just picked him to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so and he's shaking his head. So it's shaking his head, which means you're going to go Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Ravens. Hopefully a reverse jinx happens. All right, I'll go Patriots just to pick up a game. Or try. Or try. Even yeah. though I had the Ravens picked before. I'm going Bears, like I told everyone yeah, at the top yeah. of the broadcast. I'm sticking with the Eagles. Loss. Okay. Eagles. Okay. And the 49ers over and the 49ers. Falcons. Yep. Always 49ers. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on, and thank everybody that you work with. For your hard work in advance of the Run Rich Run campaign that's starting up, and just want to give you everyone an idea of uh, that, sure. that everyone's working hard around here year round. The season never stops, it Rich. Never it's ends. really true. Never. It never ends. Um, the next podcast we do will be um, early next week. Yep. We posting it when Christmas Eve. Going to post it on Monday. The post day it before. Monday. That way All right. So we're back at Studio Monday, which means out. we need a guest. <laughs> I'm not lying. I, I don't have anybody lined up for next week. Do you have uh, somebody lined up for next week? We have week? A, a few uh, a few people we've contacted that if they're in town, uh, they will okay. potentially do it. Oh, so. yeah. Our friends of the program. Yeah, friends our, of the program. Our next, next Monday will be friends of the program. We're in town. Excellent. Um, getting ready. And then, of course, the entire Anchorman 2 conversation that we had with Will Farrell and Steve Carrill and and um, uh, and the, Paul Rudd and, and the David TV Kettner. show. The TV uh, show is in Tuesday, ten thirty p.m. Right. Eastern. Uh, my final edit. It's Monday. Can't wait. Set your DVRs. Very good. Two thirty p.m. It's got Eastern. three re-airs to the next three On days. Christmas so. Eve night after the Vince Lombardi football life. So all those hardcore old school football fans that are going to be loving the Vince Lombardi football life, stay tuned for idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> for absolute half hour worth of. Dumb idiocy. Definitely worth it, though. No doubt about it, Rich. 100%. Other guests uh, that are scheduled to appear um, in our playoff editions. Because after that one, it'll be post-week 17, um, and we're in the playoffs. Charles Barkley, playoff edition show. 
Timothy Oliphant, playoff edition show. Um, who else have we we booked? Who else have we got? You, you, you're working on the Pete Berg, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Working all, on the Pete Berg, Mar- Mark Wahlberg, and then also we may have a uh, a a soccer player coming on as oh, well. Potentially, Pele will be here yes. picking games. It'll be very very interesting. <laughs> yes, okay. one of the U.S. men's national team members. Very coy. Excellent. Very, very coy. Uh, thank you, at Chris Law. Everyone should f- should follow at officially underscore KI and send them uh, send Kristen all your ideas for the combine and the draft and all that good stuff. Uh, Marsden is not on Twitter, at Joe Manganello. I will not spell it. All right, I will. <laughs> M-A-N-G-A-N-I-E-L-L-O, at Joe Manganello, at Dennis DMZ. We spoke to Dennis Miller, it seems like, three days ago. But it's a fun show. Great show. Good job, Law and Brockman. Thanks so much. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Rich. Eisen for At the Eisen Podcast. Peace out. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, friends.